Hello, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving bonus podcast of Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hi, happy few days until Thanksgiving. I'm very, very excited. Like, I don't think, I mean, Casper was a really fun thing to cover for Halloween, but I don't think I've ever been as excited to record a bonus podcast as I am today. Uh, It's a big one. And I think that our people have spoken and they're excited as well. And um, what better way to spend Thanksgiving this year than watching a heap ton of friends? Yes. So for those who just somehow missed the title of this podcast, uh, this episode, <laughs> we're going to be talking about all 10 episodes of the um, all 10 Thanksgiving episodes of the show Friends. It started in the early 90s. I think it was 93 because uh, yep. it ended in 2004. Um, so obviously there are some that fall outside of the 90s. But you know what? This is our fucking podcast and we make the rules and we can break the rules. We make the rules. Yes. This is we we choose to cover because what are we gonna do? Like stop at episode seven? That would be ridiculous. It would so, have been. So yeah. yeah, we just wanted to cover all 10 and we decided that we're gonna rank them as well. Um, just as like a fun activity. We decided that well, I decided that we have to agree on the rankings because I think yeah. it's more fun. I don't know how that's <laughs> more fun. Like I kind of wanted to be an individual, I wanted to be like my own girl. But uh, I'll take your lead, you know? You're the one that says hello to the audience first. So I guess you make <laughs> big calls here. I just think it's more fun because we have to agree. So, like, we have to debate a little bit more. It, it's like there's stakes, you know? Um, yeah, I get it. I just yeah. want to be my own B. You know what I mean? <laughs> I totally get that. You know? Um, but no. So, we're yeah, so we're going to do that. But before we get into our rankings and everything, I think we should start because we've never talked friends before on the podcast. So no. I thought it would be fun to kind of get into our history with the show. Okay. Uh, you first, Miss Boss okay. Lady. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I would say Friends is definitely one of my favorite shows of all time. It is a lot of people have like that comfort food show and Friends is it for me. I watched it probably when I was way too young and I did not understand half of the sexual innuendos. Um, I still have all 10 seasons on DVD and like I don't own any DVDs, but I could not part with them. Um, and yeah, this is just my show. I've seen probably the first couple seasons, oh gosh, I don't know, a dozen times, maybe more. I can recite almost every line. Obviously, that I I can't really do that as much with the later seasons. They're not as much my favorites. Um, but yeah, this is a really important show to me. I understand it's not the funniest show ever. It has 10 seasons. There's not gonna be every not every single episode is going to be a hit. But this was like my sitcom. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to talk about it. What about you? Well, I have a question. Okay. Um, who is or who has been your favorite character and who do you think you're most like? I would say probably those answers are one and the same because most of the time on any show that I watch, um, the character that I connect the most with tends to be my favorite. So in this case, it's Monica. And I, I think – I feel like I've waffled between Chandler and Monica being my favorites for years. Um, if you ask me who I think the funniest character is, it's not Monica. But I think I connect with her the most. She's like a neat freak. I wouldn't say I'm like 
as clean as she is. I'm not as crazy as she is about it, but I'm insanely competitive, which she mm-hmm. is. Yes. I just find her to be the most relatable for me, at least. Um, yeah. But I can but see yeah. that. I can see that. She's mm-hmm. like, uh, you, you know, the other podcast that you speak, uh, talk about. She's kind of like an Annie Edison mm-hmm. a la yeah. community. So I can see that for you. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That but was what about guess. you? Yeah, yeah, I figured that is a pretty easy. I mean, considering yeah. you just called me a boss lady, like it's a pretty easy comparison to make to, to Monica. They make plaques for desks that say boss lady. So I think the boss ladies are owning being boss ladies. There you go. Why not? You might as well. Yeah. So um, like all other shows that I watch, I claim to be a big fan, yet I have no recollection of any episode and I uh, cannot recite one thing and I don't know any trivia, but um, I've been watching Friends forever. Um, It was a show that my parents watched in our household Mm -hmm. and I watched it along with them and I watched it first run. And then in high school, um, my group of friends and I always watched Friends, whether that be after school or sometimes we watched it um, at sleepovers. And Mm -hmm. I think I was like my prime of loving Friends was probably in my high school years because we would watch it all the time and we would joke along and we had this like Friends game, this board game. And um I think like somewhere in the college years, I started watching other shows and I started like my memories of friends faded away. Um, I'm not the type of person to watch any show like people do this all the time. And it kind of like amazes me that like they just turn on the TV and like there's an episode of friends and they watch it. Like I've never been that type of person that watches TV like that. Um, And I don't watch like some people watch like The Office on Netflix, like on a continuous Mm -hmm. loop. I don't watch TV like that either. I kind of get into like little binge fests. So uh, Friends would be a show that I would eventually like have a little binge fest for again. Um, But I love Friends. And um, in regards to who I liked growing up, I was a huge fan of Phoebe. She was my favorite when I was younger. And I just liked her quirkiness. I liked that she was silly and irreverent. Irreverent. Not I think irreverent. it's irreverent. irreverent. Yeah. Um, I always try to use my big SAT words and then like <laughs> I can never like spit the worth out. Like I have a large vocabulary, but because I talk like a valley girl, like my voice is like, no bitch, you need to say like. And I'm like, no bitch, I need to say irreverent. And if you said irrelevant, that's kind of an insult. No, she's not a, a, a relevant. So um, and then the person that I feel like I connect most with. I feel like I'm kind of like a Chandler. I feel like Hmm. I can be like sarcastic and like kind of like a downer about random shit like uh, holidays and Thanksgiving, which like I talked about my ops with Halloween, but I also kind of have like an ops Thanksgiving. I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving um, either. (laughs) We spent a lot of time about that in therapy, hundreds of dollars spent about why I don't (laughs) Chandler seriously needs therapy. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think I I can can relate. I think I can relate to Chandler. He, I think, is the funniest character to me, Mm -hmm. and um, he gets like the most laughs from me. Yeah, yeah. I think I could see what you mean. Like, 
for me, so I mean, a lot of people, obviously anybody who's listening might know we're like big fans of Survivor. And I know for a lot of people that was like their family show, that their families sat down, watched Survivor every single week, right? My family was not into Survivor at all. Friends was the show that we sat down and watched together, which is kind of weird, like if you think about it, but like it's the show that every single person in my immediate family can quote, can reference, like absolutely adores. So I think that's also like another reason I have such a nostalgia for it is like yeah. it does like fit that mold of like something that all four of my family members agree on, which is pretty rare, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um yeah, it's definitely was appointment television in my household to watch Friends too, as mm-hmm. well as Survivor. Um, so both of those shows hold some sort of nostalgia for me, but, um, I like it. I, I, I do like friends. It's just like, it didn't carry on into my adult years Mm -hmm. as like fave show. Yeah. I think for me, it was just like, if I was sick or something, I would always put it on and it made me like feel better. I remember when the DVDs were coming out every birthday and Christmas, my brother would get me like one of the seasons in order up until I had all 10. That was like a thing that we had going on. I like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's just one of those things that it makes me feel it's just like gives me comfort, you know, I just, and I, and it's one of those shows that I am not, I agree with you. I'm not usually the type to like sit down and watch a random episode of anything. I really like to watch things in order. Um, But I did used to watch, it used to have, I don't, I think it was on NBC or something, 7.30 every night Friends was on. And I mean, they went in order, obviously, but if I missed something, I would always catch the next one. Like it doesn't bother me to watch a random episode of Friends. In fact, I wish there was like... I mean, Friends Now is on HBO Max, but I almost wish there was like a shuffle option so that I could just like shuffle and watch a random episode of Friends. Ah, they should invent that. That's a mm-hmm. very good idea. They should. I've had that idea for a long time. I feel like for sitcoms, it's a perfect idea wow. to just be able to shuffle a random episode. Uh, you watch. should trademark that. We could be I millionaires. Should. All our bitches, all these fucking listeners are going to steal from me now because oh, they're yeah. going to go send this off. Don't you I steal know. from me. I'll know. No, no they already have. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, did you watch these episodes on your DVDs that you uh, collected over 10 years or did you watch HBO Max? (laughs) Funnily enough, I don't even have a DVD player. Like we would have to use Will's like old PlayStation. So I just watched on HBO Max. Um, If for anybody who wants to like pause and watch those episodes, I know HBO Max has them. I assume Peacock might but no. i do not know for no it's they don't exclusively on hbo max interesting because obviously yeah. they used to be on netflix and then netflix lost them which is like so stupid but yeah um i'm sure that i did miss some things too because i know that when it was on netflix they did cut out some stuff mm-hmm. um but that's fine so for anybody who's listening that's where we both you watched on hbo max right yes i did yeah. i watch on hbo max um yeah it was fine. There was was there was no commercials, so we love no. them. Yes, thinking Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess we can get to ranking. So the way we're gonna do it is we're gonna go chronologically and then kind of slot them in as we go. So like we'll start talking about season one, episode nine, and then once we get to season two, we'll kind of say, okay, is it better or worse than season one's episode? So. Um, for season one, episode nine, it is the one where underdog gets away. So obviously the first ever Thanksgiving episode, pretty iconic in my mind, um, just because it is the first. 
And that first yeah. season is very nostalgic for me. Early yeah. fans. So um, this was a pretty good episode. Um, I thought. Uh, some of the highlights. Are we going to talk highlights? Yeah, we could talk highlights. Yeah. Um, obviously, the three different potatoes <laughs> for me. Yeah. Uh, so um, Ross wanted like mashed potatoes with lumps. Uh, mm-hmm. Joey's family had uh, tater tots at the Tribi- uh, Tribbiani household, and Phoebe wanted whipped uh, mashed potatoes with peas and carrots. So um, Monica had to uh, make three types of potatoes to uh, placate everybody. Um, yeah, <laughs> I like the I like the lumps. I'm Team Ross with this one. Interesting. Yeah. Um... See, I like the idea of whipping the potatoes like Phoebe does, but I wouldn't want the extra stuff in my potatoes. Um, like peas and onions. Stuff on just, the side. Yeah, peas and onions are fine, but don't put them in my potatoes. Um, I think it's peas and carrots. But no, it's yeah. peas and onions. No. I don't know about that. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to test me on my friend's trivia. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um so so yeah so they're like obviously basically this is their first thanksgiving all together as a friend group because for one reason or another none of them can go see their families or maybe you know their family is canceled whatever the reason might be um so they're all kind of there together and i do think this is like maybe it's not the best thanksgiving episode of friends when you look at the all 10 but Mm -hmm. it does set a precedent because this is the first Thanksgiving they all spend together. Obviously Ross and Monica have spent numerous Thanksgivings together, but um, it's just the first time and you, this is the first time you're hearing Chandler's story about why he hates Thanksgiving and they all eat grilled cheese. And like, it is, it's very cute. I, I just, I love this episode. Um, I did pull a clip because I wanted to get your feedback on, um, who you think is right in the debate between Rachel and Monica yeah. um, on how uh, got the keys was said. So I'm going to play the clip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got the keys. Okay. Okay. So in your opinion, was Monica asking the question, got the keys or was she saying got the keys? okay so this is like obviously probably the most iconic part of this entire episode Mm -hmm. um i think that there was a definite inflection in monica's voice where she said got the keys which made it sound like a question and rachel's response was oh okay so in my opinion monica asked got the keys and Rachel said okay um interesting but uh and Rachel as they discussed later on Rachel was like why would I get the keys and Monica's response is well why do you assume that I ha- would have the keys because it's always my responsibility to get the keys which is like a good point. It's like it would be Monica. It shouldn't be Monica's responsibility to get the keys, but she's kind of like forced to be the responsible one in yeah. this group of ragtag idiots. Yeah, she is always the responsible one. I want to listen to this one more time before I give my opinion. Okay. <laughs> Got the keys? Oh, okay. 
Okay. I agree with you because if she had the keys, she would have said, got the keys. Like it's yeah. a different inflection. Got However, yeah. okay. I think I, if I'm Monica and I hear Rachel say, okay, like to me, <laughs> she, yeah. that's not like, okay. Like that's, it's a different inflection. I would like, never trust Rachel with the keys. No, Rachel is not. First of all, Rachel is not reliable in any sense, especially no. in these early this, seasons. In this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So if I was Monica, I would not, I would not, I would not put that responsibility on Rachel. But why does it have to be Monica's responsibility to get the always this is just fair and not only that but first of all she fucking cooked like 16 different types of goddamn potatoes for these like mooches and like none of them can do anything like joanne chandler can't even find the freaking extra key that you know she gave them and was like label this put it in a drawer keep (laughs) it you know what i mean but no they had to have a whole drawer of 200 keys which seems like it would be helpful but it's totally not if you can't decipher which key is what yeah. Um, also, some <laughs> notable uh, moments, unless you have anything to add. No, go ahead. Um, Joey with the VD ad. <laughs> and that's why his family canceled on him. They all think he has VD, which is funny because it's like, well, he's not going to give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that and the fact that... Um, that like he can't get any girl because of the VD ad. Mm-hmm. And I liked how at the end of the episode he keeps ripping it and it's like herpes and like yep. smallpox or like whatever ailment it is. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um I love this episode. I love that it's like all of them coming together and kind of doing Chandler's tradition with like Funyuns and grilled cheese. Yeah, and tomato and soup. At, yeah. Yeah, tomato soup. And at the end, the um the like and what is it? I'll have a sucky Christmas and a crappy new year. Or <laughs> yeah, something. it's very like, it's very Chandler. And then there was the sentimental moments with um Ross. Um like Carol is pregnant yeah. with Ben and Carol and Susan, his uh, ex-wife and his ex-wife's wife. I don't know if they're wives yet, but. Uh, they're not married yet. Um, so they um, are talking to the baby and Ross at first thinks that's like ridiculous, but he comes mm-hmm. around and I thought that was a cute moment. So overall, it's of course a, um, it's a good episode and um, friends, like friends is Bread and butter is these episodes where they're all in the apartment together and they're all mm-hmm. together. Like that's when Friends is at its best. I agree with that. I think some of my favorite episodes are the episodes where it's just the six of them and like whatever's going on in the apartment. Yep. Um, but yeah, this was a great episode. Um, so let's move on to the season two episode, which is season two, episode eight, the one with the list. And of all the episodes, this is like the absolute least Thanksgiving-y episode. And it's really strange because it's an iconic episode, but not because it's Thanksgiving. Like there's such a small Thanksgiving component. And it's essentially just that like Monica has to create some type of Thanksgiving treat with mocklet, which is like a chocolate substitute. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I truly think that they said Thanksgiving like three times in this entire episode yeah i mean obviously we had to include it but like and here's the thing i think it's a great episode it's it's a fantastic i mean it's not 
it's an iconic episode, right? So for those who didn't rewatch and don't exactly remember, this is the episode where it's the episode after Ross and Rachel kiss for the first time. Ross is still with Julie and he has to decide, do I want to be with Julie or do I want to be with Rachel? And he's an idiot. And him, Chandler, and Joey make a list on Chandler's, like, ridiculous, like, (laughs) laptop that nowadays looks insane. An old-ass little laptop. Um, Mm. So they make a pros and cons list. I wrote down the cons because they never got to pros. No. They ran out of time. So I'll read the short list. Yeah. Um, Rachel – the cons for Rachel is that she's spoiled. I mean, Uh, true. True. (laughs) Ditsy. Uh, too into her looks. I mean, yeah. Uh, they don't have a lot in common. Sure. She's just a waitress. That's rude. <laughs> and Chandler adds that she has chubby ankles. No, it's jo- isn't it Joey? It doesn't matter. But either way, okay. that's also uh, rude. Um, very rude. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I am, I am pro, pro and cons list. I'm very pro- those lists however i think if you need to decide if you need to make a pros and cons list to decide who you want to be with then you don't really want to be with either of them that's a great point um i I mean i feel like chandler like really wanted to use his brand new laptop and he just conned ross into it and ross is a very bad decision maker so he needs uh some thinking time um Julie's con list is very short and it's just that it's not um she's not Rachel but instead of Rachel she they typed Rachel. Yeah. Uh here's the thing like I guess once he reaches that point and he's just like even though he has way more in common with Julie and like it makes more sense on paper for him to be with her. Of course he's always had feelings for Rachel so he wants to be with yeah. her but like I mean, I can't lie. If I'm Rachel and I discover this list and I see like all, yeah, all these reasons, especially like the just a waitress, like I think that's so hurtful because she's taking this chance on giving up like a very privileged life that she led and a very easy life that she led Mm -hmm. to try and make it out here in the city and try to and not rely on her dad's money and not be under her dad's thumb. Yeah. Um, so to be called yeah. spoiled and to be called like just a waitress when you're really taking a huge chance and a huge risk mm-hmm. is really hurtful. And I don't blame Rachel at all for being like, well, fuck you then. Like, we're not going <laughs> to be together. How how old is Rachel at this point? Because they're like in their early 20s. They're in their they? early 20s. It's season one. So I would assume they're two. like 24. Oh, so this is season two now. I would assume they're like 24 maybe. Okay. Ish. Yeah, they're really – they're early 20s. Yeah, I was a mess when I was 24. Um, So when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, like Rachel's really, really trying to better herself. And on top of that, like she specifically said it hurts the most because it's coming from the one person that she um, – that she like respects the most and mm-hmm. like – He's talking about, like, she specifically said, like, these are my biggest insecurities. And the person that's most important to her sees her biggest weaknesses. Yeah. And that's, like, you know, Rachel already knows these things about her or knows these things that 
are not like favorable about her, like especially being around a group of friends that's so successful. Like mm-hmm. everybody kind of has their shit together for being so young. Um, kind of. <laughs> I mean, like give yeah, it depends take. on the character I mean, you're Rachel, talking about. Yeah, but... Monica specifically doesn't have a job in this episode, but like at least like most of them have like a little bit of like well, their lives like taking yeah. off. And I would say, like, Ross especially. He, like, yeah. he kind of has his shit together. I mean, uh, career-wise. Yeah, but, like, yeah. here's the thing with Ross, too. And we'll get into Ross much more in heavier detail later. But I think it's worth noting here that, like, his wife, who he's been like pretty much the only woman he's ever really dated, cheated on him with another woman. And, like, that ended. And Julie was, like, the first significant relationship he's really been in since all of that and so like finally hearing that somebody that you've been like at least infatuated with I guess for Mm -hmm. a decent amount of time reciprocated those feelings for you and then being so conflicted I don't blame him for like taking a pause to think about it but like don't write the fucking list bro well he did he didn't write the list he was and complicit Chandler, in it. Chandler wrote the list and Chandler should have like password protected that. And why would right? Chandler want to print that list out? Like if anything, like I kind of blame Chandler in this situation. He like egged this whole situation on. Yeah. He got his like little laptop. He was like typing with his little fingers mm. and he like was like, I, I'm trying to print it out. Why do you need to print it out? You well, the funny thing, print it out. well, you know, he just like hooked up his computer to his printer just to be like, look what I can do. But like <laughs> of all the people you should be taking relationship advice from Chandler and Joey are like, not the guys. <laughs> yeah. Not the, not the guys. Um, no. absolutely not. So, um, and then on top of this, when Rachel sees her name on the computer and then it prints out and they're mm-hmm. like grabbing the paper why and they're so like they have to come up with a reason why she would right. see her name on the paper they come up with he comes up with like oh like chandler wrote like a short story it's like why don't you just say that's your christmas list yeah no like, it's oh, a very it's the christmas list you can't see it yeah that it's thanksgiving so it makes sense it makes yeah. sense no, uh, they, no, they don't have very good excuses. It's really stupid. Like, we all know that Ross is in the wrong here. Like, everybody knows this, right? Like, if you're Rachel in this situation, do you do you forgive Ross? Or do you completely cut ties and say, we're uh, done? I think, I mean, like, I don't think I would completely cut ties because, mm. but it would very, very, very much hurt. And I would definitely need space. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't remember how long between this incident and the next time they have like a rekindling. Well, like how much time is it? It's definitely in season two. So it's not that much longer because it's the one with the prom video. Right. That was a good episode. Um, it's an excellent episode. Yeah. So, okay. So she gets over it soon enough. And I think that's the appropriate amount of time for her to need. Can I say something very petty? Um, I'll be petty right back. <laughs> If no, not to you. <laughs> if this is, I'll fight you. If, if this is um, if this is me, if I'm Rachel and and Ross makes this list about me, literally, I make a list as well, and that's I say like these are the it. things I hate about you. It oh, is, but God. that's what I, I'm a fire sign. This is what I would yeah. do. 
Yeah, no, no. I would cry in the corner. Because you're a Pisces. (laughs) And, like, think, like, oh, you stupid asshole. You are just a waitress. Like, you are a loser. Like, I would would spiral. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. Uh, without a question, I would not write a, no. a, a, a conflicting list. No, you psycho. Shut That's up. That's hilarious. That's okay, psychotic. so <laughs> oh, we should touch on at least the tiny bit of Thanksgiving that is in this episode. Essentially, Monica doesn't have a job. She's going and she um, she needs to make some kind of recipe that includes this uh, food, food, quote unquote, that's called moklet. That's a chocolate mm-hmm. substitute. Yeah. Um, and all tastes the like, and tastes horrible. Mm-hmm. And basically, like the the manufacturers want to make Thanksgiving the mocklet holiday. Um, yes, and everything tastes like trash. So yeah, so she has to come up with three recipes. Um, she ultimately comes up with three recipes that have very, very, very little mocklet in it. <laughs> um, and turns out, like mocklet, uh, got like you know taken away by the FDA mm-hmm. because of like rat droppings or rat poison. And then yeah. ultimately like she comes in for another interview for fish ta- fishtachios. Fishtachios. Yeah, like which, pistachios, but yeah, made of fish is, parts. Yeah, uh disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um so but uh Monica can't try pistachios because she's allergic to cat hair. Cat <laughs> hair. Uh so better so she, I don't think she got that job either. Yeah. Um and then uh, the episode like kind of ends well kind of ends with um Rachel sitting by the window and their song comes on like with Oh yes. You too. Um because um Ross calls the radio station and asks Rachel for like forgiveness. And then mm-hmm. Rachel calls the radio station and the radio station's like, uh, we just got notice of what <laughs> you did and we're not playing your song anymore. And then the best part is that they're like, let's go to a couple who will last. He's sorry that he hit you with his car. <laughs> but so, um not yeah, that's yeah, so that's kind of where it ends. But where would you rank this? Um, would you put it above or below the one where underdog gets away? Uh, I put it below. I would as well. So I'm glad. There we go. First agreement. First okay. agreement. We're on a roll. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> who's who's keeping track of this? I'll keep track of it. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep you track better. of it. You better. Um, all right. So our next episode is season three, episode nine, the one with the football. So for anybody who didn't rewatch, this is basically the one where the entire gang goes outside and plays football together because Monica and Ross used to play and used to play for the Geller Cup uh, and antics obviously ensue. <gasps> Tell me why, like, when I saw the Geller Cup was just a fucking troll doll like nailed to a two by four i was like shut the heck up that was see, good this is, this is very much something i could see my family doing we're like and like me being like extremely competitive and wanting to yeah. win yeah so the geller cup was an annual tradition at the geller family household where they would compete in football but it eventually ended when monica broke ross's nose uh in a fight and they wound up throwing the geller cup in the lake Mm -hmm. but lo and behold we find out later in the episode that while everybody was bringing ross to the hospital um monica somehow swam into the lake and retrieved it which i don't know um how like and that is unless it was just like a foot into the lake 
I mean, but, she's, yeah, she's determined. I could see her, like, rooting around down there. Does she have a snorkel? Like, does she have a goggle? Like, how does I she mean, do it? I don't know. I don't think we it's need to think too dark. much about it. All yeah, right, she's just, I'll she's just. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is, and this is also worth mentioning that now Ross and Rachel are dating. And of course, Rachel gets picks, picked last and she's upset about it. But like, Rachel, you fucking suck. No one wants you on their team. Like, of course <laughs> yeah, so you got they, picked last. So um, Joey wants to do a football game and they decide to do a schoolyard pick with mm-hmm. Ross and Monica being um, captains. So. They did a schoolyard pick. The teams are Ross, uh, Chandler, Rachel, and Monica, Joey, and Phoebe. Right. And I love, like, the women in this episode because they're just so, like, smart about, like, like Phoebe flashing Chandler. And, yeah. like, like it's just – I think they're very clever. They're um, scrappy. Yeah. Yes. And I love, like, Chandler and Joey uh, fighting for the Dutch girl – um yes, yes. Like that's there's really funny a lot, there's a lot happening here so uh you know janice just broke up with chandler so chandler's depressed they find this dutch girl maha 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 uh and they're fighting over her and rachel nobody throws the ball to her she like literally can go and get a pretzel without anybody noticing that she's like missing because they always tell her to go long so she like went so long that she went down the street and got like pretzel which is good because nobody was eating food this episode no they were all like the uh, the thanksgiving turkey was already in the oven they were just playing while they were waiting for it to cook but yeah um obviously monica and ross are always in i love like the ongoing gag of monica and ross being like extremely competitive with one another it's like one of my favorite things about them as siblings. Um, So I I really love this episode. I mean, it doesn't have the most like laugh out loud jokes to me, but it is very nostalgic. Like you said, some of the best moments are when the entire gang is together, like hanging out. Um, So for me, there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of action. Um, Yes. So it's, it's uh, good times, I guess. For me, I would have this one above both season one and season two personally. Um, <laughs> I respect. Okay, so what I have is I have episode season one and season three, so underdog and the one with the football, very close to one another with my rankings okay. as like they're stacked on top of each other with Mocklet below. Okay, um, so we can agree that the list below. is last. The list is last, so I can okay. agree with that. But I, I mean, I don't think that um, football is better than underdog. Hmm. I think that for me, it would go underdog, um, the one with the football, and then the list. Okay. Let me think about this. Because, so- I mean, I mean, what do you think of? I, I mean, the, you know, the underdog has shoop, shoop, shoop. We yeah, love shoop, I guess. Shoop, shoop. Okay. I guess I'll give it to you just because like season one is the one that starts everything and it is the mm-hmm. first one and it set does the- kind of set the precedent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do love that. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'm willing to concede. So we have okay. season one first, season three, second and season. Well, I should say the names. We have the one where underdog gets away first. Um, the one with all the football second and the list is third. Yes. Yep. Okay. 
Moving on to season three, we have, or excuse me, season four, we have season four, episode eight, the one with Chandler in a box. Yeah. So, um, almost like a continuation of Chandler and Joey fighting over a girl. Chandler and Joey are fighting over a girl because Chandler kissed Joey's girlfriend. Right. Kathy. Whoever. Is this the, um, is Kathy the, the photocopier girl? Nope. Nope. Kathy is an actress who Joey meets first, but Chandler falls in love with her, but he doesn't tell Joey, which is like Joey would have backed away if he knew that Chandler had feelings for Kathy because Joey doesn't feel that way about Kathy. And then Kathy reciprocates and they kiss and then Joey finds out and he's upset. So basically this is him basically giving Chandler a punishment because it, (laughs) it dates back to like when they had the entertainment center, Joey yeah. got stuck inside of it while everybody, yeah. like the guys, robbed their apartment. And, yeah. So yeah, that's Joey his felt punishment. so bad and helpless. And he spent all that time locked in the entertainment center thinking about how he would disappoint Chandler. And mm-hmm. he wants Chandler to sit and think about how Chandler disappointed Joey. So right. the logic is linear. I get why Chandler's in the box. Yeah, um, and I think it's cute. I think it's – I mean, here's the thing. I hate when Joey and Chandler fight because they're the bromance in this show, right? Like, they're yeah, their friends friendship. Forever. Yeah, and it, it hurts my feelings when they fight. I hate this argument they get into. It really – I do like this episode, but it really bothers me that, like, literally as soon as Chandler and Kathy get together, like, she cheats on him and then she's gone off the show. It, like, pisses me off that that happens. Because, like, you nearly broke up their friendship for this woman who then you write off the show, like, instantly. It pisses me off. But my other the, – the biggest indictment on this episode for me personally – is Monica and Richard's son. Oh. <laughs> it's so creepy. Okay. So somehow uh, a shard of glass, uh, not glass, that would be even worse. Oh, wow. Shard of, uh, oops. <laughs> a shard of ice flies into um, Monica's eye and her her eye doctor is uh, Richard. So her ex, I don't know why she just wouldn't get a new eye doctor. But um, so she calls and Richard's not there, thankfully, but the on-call doctor is. So she goes in and turns out the on-call doctor is Richard's son, who is pretty cute. He is cute. Can I, I don't know if this is a hot take. Richard is way hotter than his son. Oh, yeah. Like, I can see that. Like, I, I've been seeing like a lot of like memes recently, how like you and I are in this age where like. We um both see dads as hot and like the <laughs> young guys as hot. Like we've officially hit the age where oh, we can no. like be into either. I, I, like I mean, him. I guess okay. I, I guess good for us <laughs> that we've hit, that we've hit the point where we can be attracted to younger guys and older guys. Yeah, um, like here's the thing, and well, I, I, I guess we the can... mustache. Yeah, okay. I'm not into like mustaches it. personally. You like facial hair? What are you talking? I like facial hair, but if you're going to have a mustache, have a beard as well. That's my opinion. Yeah, I guess. But here's the thing. Like, Will and I have this – always have this ongoing argument. I think he's come around to my way of thinking. I'm not sure. But I loved Richard and Monica together. Obviously, I like Monica and Chandler better. Like, don't come for me, haters. I love Monica and Chandler together. But I loved Monica and Richard together. And I loved Richard in general. Um, so when she's like 
literally it's like a lesser version of him and his son and it's creepy it's too creepy yeah um yeah i mean thankfully it doesn't get very far they do wind up she invites him over for thanksgiving because he has nowhere else to go and they do have one kiss but she pulls away right away so she gets the creepiness aspect of it as well because it reminds her of kissing Richard. Ugh. So um I get it. I mean I don't I don't, okay. I shouldn't say this on like a podcast, but I don't know. Like I think that there is something to be said about dating like siblings that as being um some people would hold that as like a stamp on an achievement card. Wait, so, what? Like um, they like it's like so, a goal of theirs? Uh some people would say that. Like people like the thought of dating. I mean, guys like the thought of dating sisters or twins and I think some girls would find it interesting to do um to uh be involved with brothers and what's that what's, so what, what's what's different than uh brothers and father son i i don't know Why i think there's creepy? a difference i think there's a difference between dating two brothers and dating a father and a son like because if you if monica had ended up with richard timothy would be her stepson but they're like, like they're closer than in age, right? No, they like, are, right? No, Monica and Timothy are way closer in age than Monica and Richard. Of course, that's true. But like, it's creepier. And I, I, I guess I never really thought about this. But anybody I've dated has never had a brother, so I never, it never really came up. I've only ever dated men who either had sisters or mm-hmm. were only children. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's too weird to me to like uh, even fathom. I don't know. Maybe I'm a maybe I'm a, a freak. I don't know. There's I mean, I'm like, all for like dating outside of your age range. Like that's fine. Yeah. But okay. I don't know. I think it's like I think that it could be saucy. But we're I'm talking brothers and we're talking about um we're not we're off topic. So it doesn't matter what I think is like intriguing. So yeah, this to me that that plot line brought it down a little bit just cuz I thought it was like kind of like gimmicky almost like oh we can't have tom Selleck, but let's like get in some kid who we like pretend is his son like it's just that, weird that guy's famous right like who is who is that dude oh i have you know? um let me see i'll look him up let's see math michael varden i don't know who that is what uh what does imdb say he's in let me see um, Mike, mean- Michael Varden. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, another plot line that's going on is that um, Phoebe suggests that they do a secret Santa and nobody wants Rachel because Rachel is never impressed with gifts and she always winds up exchanging stuff or purposely losing stuff. Um, <laughs> and Ross asks Rachel um, to see a necklace that he got her from the year prior for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Rachel uh, reveals that she exchanged the necklace for credit, um, not even for like a different necklace. Yeah. And Ross accuses her of like not caring about their relationship, which Rachel in turn brings out a like memory box and saying like, you can't say that I'm not sentimental. Like these are the things that are important to me. And she shows like a ticket and like a dinosaur um, he's like you're not supposed to take that (laughs) like can't we've been looking for that can you give it back so um that's another plot line that's going on like rachel does value their relationship um i guess they're broken up by this 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're um, not dating here. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I did. I did find um, Michael Varden. So he's been in a lot of television shows. Like I've most notably probably is Alias. Oh, um, yes, yes, some yes. show named Hawthorne. But do you know what I recognized him from? What's Which that? like we had chatted briefly about this yeah. movie, Never Been Kissed. He's like the main <gasps> yes, guy. He's the teacher. That's yes. How, that's why I recognize him. Which is so funny yeah. because that's kind of a creepy situation too. <laughs> <laughs> was, he, was he? He's not an ER, right? I don't think so. Okay, whatever. If he was, yes, I didn't see uh, it on his IMDb. That's, that's what I recognize him from. Never yeah. been. Um, we could, I would love to talk about Never Been Kissed um, one day. Yeah. So, um, um, so, yeah. So, like, I would say that, like, I mean, I agree with Ross in that, like, it's kind of hurtful that she just exchanges gifts all the time. Like, what's the point in even buying her anything? Why can't she just have something that she actually likes and appreciates? Maybe well, that, Ross should I ask guess. her what she wants. I suppose so, yeah, but then it's like kind of takes away the point. I but. no, I bet the fucking necklace that he got her was a stupid heart necklace because that oh, is what right. people in the mid tw- in their mid twenties get their girlfriends is a heart necklace. Do you know how many heart necklaces I've been given in my lifetime? A shit ton, <laughs> and I've only dated one guy really. That's hilarious because I don't think I've ever gotten a single heart necklace. I have gotten countless heart (laughs) necklaces. And I I would – I mean, Drew's – my fiancé does not Mm -hmm. and will not listen to the podcast famously. (laughs) See, Uh, I have to watch what I say because we'll listen. No. So he doesn't listen. So I can say freely that – I liked the heart necklaces when I was 22 Mm. or 19 or 18 when I started dating him. A 28-year-old woman should not have a heart necklace. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. So I'm positive. And Ross doesn't look like he has taste. The only good gift that Rachel got her was something – that Rachel said in front of like a jewelry store that she liked. Oh, the brooch. Yeah. Remembered and got it. That's the only good gift that Ross ever gave Rachel because he actually listened to what she wanted. Not a fucking heart necklace. I'm actually kind of surprised that Ross is such a terrible gift giver because he does seem like a pretty thoughtful person. Like he is a very romantic person. Because he he can pick up on cues. But this is where the people... The men go awry when they come up with their own <laughs> stuff. Hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Gentlemen, listen to your lady. If she mm-hmm. says that she wants just a basic necklace that is a bar necklace or something simple, don't come and knock in with a heart necklace. Just don't do it. No, yeah. sn- no snowflakes either. Just say. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's like more of like that thoughtful thing. Like I can think of the same exact scenario where like I mentioned something I wanted when Will and I like first started dating and then like last Christmas he got me that thing. And of course it's like long gone from my mind. Like I didn't remember saying that like a year and a half ago, but like Mm -hmm. he remembered and like those are the kinds of nice gifts that you get, you know. And Rachel Um, would hold on to that gift. It's when people – Rachel wants – she is she's kind of like me in the sense like she knows what she wants she likes what she likes and she has a i don't have a good sense of style but rachel obviously has a good sense of style and she doesn't want like shit that she can't use so why not go back to bloomies and replace it for credit like i'm on team rachel's side 
Okay. On this one. Hardcore. Yeah, I see. I see where you're coming from. Um, I also think it's like kind of a mistake to get someone who's really like into fashion and into style, something like that. Because if it's not their taste, yeah. then they don't. They're not gonna want it. No, you know, they're not gonna wear it. She, I, she would is better off getting the credit. Yeah. Okay. So this episode, um, do so. We'll start from the bottom up. So we have it right now as being season one, season three, season two. So do you have this higher than the list? Yes. Okay. I do. do I think I do too. I think I, I like this one a bit more. Do you have it higher than um, the one with the football? I do. Oh, I do not. I do not. And I oh will fight boy. you on this because I do not think it belongs anywhere above that. The the, the Monica storyline is so cringy and it makes me angry that Joey and Chandler are fighting. I don't care. I mean, I mean, why are we angry that Joey and Chandler because, are fighting? Like, it adds drama. You're being, you're being so too sentimental with the characters. No, because if if him and Kathy had like ended up together or like even last like 10 episodes, great. But literally really, she's gone. You really think that Joey would have held on to that? Like I know that he said No, that no, he's no, I'm not saying be... Joey hung, hang on to I'm saying it didn't if really Chandler break up their friendship. No, but if Chandler and Kathy lasted, that's what my my point is. That like they break up like so soon after, it's like all for nothing. The one with the football is just so much more fun. I I mean I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> I I just don't think that like it's. I think that this one is funnier. I don't think that the one with the football is very funny. See, I think it's funny. Like, I think Joey, like, thinking that the Netherlands is never, never land. I think, like, Rachel accidentally throwing them on, like, the ball in Monica's face. Like, all that stuff. Like, the physical comedy in that episode is very funny. I think this episode is a lot more, like, cringy funny, which isn't know. as much I didn't, I didn't find it that cringy. I actually have uh, the one with Chandler in the box above with the underdog as well. Oh, my God. So, no. Listen, listen. I'm a, reason, I'm a reasonable a reasonable person. I will put the underdog above Chandler in the box if you put it, if you put the one with Chandler in the box, like if you put above it above the football. Above the football. So we're comp- we're putting it we're meeting in the middle essentially. We're in the middle. Yeah. A law of Robin Akiva. Okay. We yeah. will put All right, fine. I you know, I can't wait to like hear all the listeners feedback on like where they had these episodes. No, they I'm curious. <laughs> Cuz nobody's that's like sentimental about like oh my god, I oh, please. Like it, it People breaks my heart are that very sentimental. And Joey, oh my god, mm-hmm. it breaks my heart that Chandler and Joey are fighting. <laughs> Who cares? They fight I care. in all the episodes. I care. They, they were fighting in the episode before then, too. Were you crying about that? I didn't like it. I didn't. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one is season five, episode eight, the one with the Thanksgiving flashback. I don't even think that we have to rank this episode. Do we even have to get into it? No, we will. We will. It's. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I'm like, I'm, I'm, now I'm concerned. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> Oh, okay. So obviously this is the one where it actually like starts off after they've all eaten and they're just like going through there. And of course, Chandler and Monica are now dating and they're going through all their like quote unquote worst Thanksgivings. There's like a ton of them. And like the best part is like, I love a friend's flashback. I love 
Courtney Cox in a fat suit. I love Rachel with the nose. I yeah. love, love, love all the flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we can go into um, the, the, the shorter ones real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we flashback to Chandler's worst Thanksgiving uh, 1978. We finally find out why Chandler hates Thanksgiving so much. Mm-hmm. And that's because his parents tell them that they're getting a divorce and that Chandler is Chandler's dad has been um, having an affair with the pool boy. Yes, the, oh, pool the boy. house boy, the house, house boy. Same thing, I think. And yeah. um, the only thing that Chandler like truly like rings in his head is the house boy saying, "More jerky, Mister Chandler." <laughs> um, and that is Chandler's worst Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then Phoebe's, of course, is from a past life when she's like a nurse <laughs> in the war and she like loses an arm. It is the most ridiculous thing, but yeah. I love it so much. Yeah, so that was um, 1862 was her yeah. uh, one past life. Yeah, and then um, there's one where Joey gets a turkey stuck on his head. Yeah, which 1982. Is like- so this was Thanksgiving before our, we see the first Thanksgiving that we see. Right, it's the year one. before, which is like absolutely ridiculous. I love yeah. it so much. So Just yeah, like- so he cho- uh, Joey puts the turkey on his head because he wants to scare Chandler, which he eventually does get to scare Chandler. But he gets stuck. They can't take it off. Yeah. Um, so that was funny. Yeah. And then we flash back to 1987, which is when, like, Monica's in the fat suit. Or I should mm-hmm. say Courtney Cox is in the fat suit. Rachel still has her old nose. And Chandler <laughs> and Ross are home from college. It's so funny. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, Ross and Chandler are um, in college. They are roommates. They have a flock of seas- uh, seagulls hair style. So good. Uh, Chandler's the lead singer of their band. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ross introduces Monica to Chandler and like um, Monica is like instantly smitten. Yeah. Um, which is cute. Um, yeah. But then freaking Chandler calls her fat, which is like not cool, man. Like it's it's so bad. And it like yeah hurts me because I love Chandler so much. But like. Yeah. It just is like, I mean, it's it's kind of unforgivable. Like yeah. it's well, it's not okay yeah. what he says. Like, yeah. and actually we got feedback um from Karishma Patel from Survivor, which is super awesome. Yeah. She sent in feedback and she said, Okay, I always wondered why Monica had to incessantly apologize for accidentally dropping a knife on Chandler's foot while Chandler gets away with calling her fat. And on top of it all, he got to storm off all whiny when he found out um, it was because he called her fat. Where was the apology to her that he did something so awful it made her feel that way? Ugh, so dumb. Well, yeah, not only that, like, so thank you, Karishma, number one. Mm -hmm. Um, One other point that I wanted to add, it made such an impact on her that that is why she chose to get on this diet and lose the Mm -hmm. weight so that one year later, she's very, like, thin. So, and then another point that I just want to make on top of that is Chandler compliments her cooking and says that you should be a chef and Monica remembers (laughs) that. And that is why she became a chef. Yeah. She's like, okay. (laughs) So, um, I know it's kind of sad. Yeah. So we kind of buried the lead with the uh, third Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. but, um, Let's do you want to discuss the third Thanksgiving and yes. then we can go back to Christmas question. 
Yeah. And so basically, that. basically, then we go follow up to the next year. Monica's now thin. And of course, Chandler and Ross are back in the house and Rachel has her new nose. And yeah. basically, Ch- Ch- uh, excuse me, uh, Monica wants to get back at Chandler for calling her fat. And so Rachel is trying to like teach <laughs> Monica how to like be sexy and manipulate a guy. But Monica's like doesn't have that experience. She keeps calling her virginity her flower. Oh, God. Like, I know. It's so cringy. And so she doesn't know what to do. And like, this is like by far my favorite part of the episode where she's like rubbing things on her body. <laughs> so like- she like rubs the mac and cheese on her body <laughs> and like the carrots. And then like for whatever reason, she grabs the knife and starts to do that. But she drops it onto Joey. No, not Joey. Sorry. Onto Chandler's foot. And he's wearing like um a very like Miami Vice outfit this time yes. around. And I think he's wearing wicker shoes. Yes. So it goes right through his wicker shoe and cuts off the tip of his <laughs> toe. Um, the littlest toe, I'm pretty sure, as well. Uh, but they rush him off to the hospital. And what happens is is that, like, the doctor is like, can I see the toe? Because we can just, like, sew it back on. It shouldn't be a big deal. But Monica brings a carrot instead of the toe <laughs> um and which means that they have to close up the wound and like you know Chandler now lives his life with um part of his toe missing and he spent like a year limping and it's like a, another traumatic experience but going back to uh Christmas question now let's break this down uh yes it is very bad that chandler calls um monica fat and doesn't want to hang he the i think the words is i don't want to hang out with your fat sister mm-hmm. um and i think that's more hurtful than just calling her fat because not only does he call her fat which is awful but he also says in Sydney ways that like i don't want to hang out with her because she's a, like i mean i took it as like i don't want to hang out with her like she's a loser. She's fat. Like, I don't want, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's worse than just being like, Oh, your sister's like kind of fat. Like, I don't want to hang out with her. Be- your fat sister. Right. It's like, it, it gives a little more, like, it's a little bit more of like a stabbing insult. Yeah. Um, Monica. I mean, she, that was a mistake. <laughs> like she didn't mean right. to drop the knife. And, um, and yeah, I did think it was ridiculous that like, I mean, Chandler knows that, like, from all this time that, like, Monica dropped the thing, and he's probably already been mad about it, but he, at this point in time, like, it's been years and years, and he's already forgiven her, so why, Mm -hmm. like, he's mad because the reason why she was acting, like, trying to seduce him was to get him back. And that is why he's mad because he called yeah. her. It doesn't the it does not make sense. It and doesn't. No, should not have stormed away and been mad. That was ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't make sense and it's not fair because what he did was on purpose and what she did was accidental. And I just yeah. don't think that they equal each other. And yeah, he like lost a tiny bit of his toe, but like <laughs> to me the emotional scarring and like the emotional pain that yeah. Monica felt is way worse than losing a tiny tip of your toe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. physical pain heals a lot quicker than like that kind of emotional scarring and like mm-hmm. the way I see it. And like, I don't know for sure. Right. We don't know. Monica lost a lot of weight. 
and this is a full year later, right? Yeah. We don't know how, how? she lost the weight. We yeah. don't know any of those things. And all we know is that she remembers a year ago that happening and that being like yeah. the inciting incident. And so she's fragile. Like she's, she's someone who like took that to heart. And I just think it's shitty. And obviously they get past it and they move on, but it's just like a, yeah. not a good look for Chandler. I think, no, I don't think it's a good look for Chandler. I think that both parties at this point in time have forgiven each other for mm-hmm. both of those incidences incidences and the fact that Monica's not holding on to um holding on to that insult after all this time um means that Chandler should not be holding on to that as well. So right. and they're date are they dating at this point? They're dating. They're dating because this is like the best part of the episode, Monica, to like get Chandler to forgive her, which again, she shouldn't have to, but let's pretend oh, yeah. whatever. She puts a turkey on her head with yeah. a hat and sunglasses, dances for him. And yeah. this is the first time he tells her that he loves her. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, it yeah. is so adorable, so cute because he yeah. like says it accidentally. So, you know, like, he yeah. means it. You know, he's not just saying it like he yeah. actually means it. Yeah. And she's like, you said it. Like, mm-hmm. you said it. He's like, no. I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah. that was um, that was adorable. And, like, you know, I think that um, the most iconic image of a friend's Thanksgiving is the turkey with the yeah. little, like, um, hat. The hat with the <laughs> with the sunglasses. Yeah. I think that when you think of Friends Thanksgiving, that is the first thing that comes to mind. It's the most iconic. Um, yeah. I so, hope we're in agreement that this has to be number one. Uh, like, it cannot it, be below <laughs> number one. Uh, yeah, it's my number one. Okay, thank God, because I thought we were going to have to fist fight for a second. No, no, no. I think that there is no question that this is the best Thanksgiving episode. I personally was worried that you were going to think that the fat suit is dated. I do want to say that there are, I have seen um, plus size influencers state that it is like offensive. Oh, yeah. Fat suit and that in today's TV that it shouldn't um, something like that for jokes should not be done. So I do want to no. like say that like, I respect people with those opinions that are offended by it. Um, however, it is. I personally, as also a plus size woman, like enjoy. <laughs> I think yeah. it's funny. So I think yeah, I, I, I think just respect all opinions on that. I did want to point out. No, I think you're right. I think it's worth noting. And I also think it's worth stating, like, this show is from the mid-90s. Now, wait, wait, uh, that was season five. So we're getting into 2000, roughly. That's 1998, like, season 1998. We're almost mm-hmm. to 2000. Like, it's a different time now like fat suits were a thing right like they 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 constantly make fun of monica for like her weight and how fat she used to be and blah 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 right like of course like and now body positivity like we are both like very body positive like women are beautiful no matter their shape or size or weight or anything like that and it's obviously it's a much different time personally it's not to me it's not the fact that it's like Courtney Cox in a fat suit. For me, it's like that version of Monica I find mm-hmm. 
very like humorous in that she's yeah. like she's so innocent and innocent, she like dorky she's, she's very dorky she calls yeah, like losing her virginity her flower, flower a male yeah. gentilia uh his tenderness which i think yes. is even worse it's so worse and that's the thing like <laughs> i love that version of monica it's not the fat suit aspect it's more of like the relatable point of like her being like a dorky overweight teenager that like connects with me personally yeah. you know I do think it's also like Courtney Cox is a tiny tiny human being. yes like when she's in that dress that um which actually quite reminds me of that um Princess Diana dress that like you see like this is what Princess Diana wore the day after like yeah um, uh Prince Charles like cheated on her it like reminds me of that. It's like a very like black, slinky, skinny dress. Like she looks incredible, but she's so tiny. I think it's the juxtaposition of like, you know, of seeing like two different versions of Monica, yeah. both in personality and in looks. Um, you know, to a lesser degree, it's the same sight gag as seeing Rachel with the big honking nose. Um yeah, that post uh, or pre nose job. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a sight gag. It's cheap for laughs, but um, I, I, it's whenever you flash back in Friends to those episodes, it like those are the episodes that are like very memorable, like the prom, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Anytime Ross so. is an afro, it's like wonderful <laughs> yeah. to behold. Yeah. yeah. That's what like you always looked forward to is seeing those flashbacks. Um, yeah. So yes, the, it, this is undoubtedly, I mean, we have to go. We still have five other episodes to cover. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a contender, but mm -hmm. it, it's hard to deny that this is um, one of the best, if not the best Friends episode of all yeah. time, but also Friends Thanksgiving episode of all time. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. So we have that now. So our updated rankings for those listening along. Um, it starts with the Thanksgiving flashbacks. In second place is the one where Underdog gets away. Third place is the one with Chandler in a box. Fourth is uh, the one with the football. And the last on the list currently is the one with the list. Um, moving on to season six, episode nine, the one where Ross got high <laughs> for those who didn't rewatch. This is the one most notably, in my opinion, the one with, uh, Rachel's trifle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so for whatever reason, Monica puts Rachel in charge with making dessert. And this is very uncharacteristic for Monica because you would think that Monica even if she assigns dessert to Rachel, she would still have a backup dessert, yes. like no matter what. But for whatever reason, she puts all responsibility on Rachel and Rachel is going to make an English trifle. But lo and behold, she gets a little confused. And um, I think we have a clip to we do. talk here's, about what here, happened to here's the Rachel's clip of, English trifle. Here's the clip of what's in Rachel's trifle. It's a trifle. It's got all of these layers. First, there's a layer of lady fingers, then a layer of jam, then custard, which I made from scratch. <laughs> then raspberries, more lady fingers, then beef sautéed with peas and onions, <laughs> then a little bit more custard, and then bananas, and then I just put some whipped cream on top. 
Uh, yeah, That's so disgusting. she she does not realize that the two pages of the English trifle and the shepherd's pie got stuck together. And she winds up making some sort of concoction that's ungodly. Yeah. And the best in my, okay, in my opinion, the best singular line in this episode is Ross eating the trifle and saying, it tastes like feet. Like the way he says feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kills me. And then, oh and then Joey with the, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Joey liked it. I mean, he ate everybody's. I mean, everybody tried to get out of it. Like, Phoebe got out of it because she's like, oh, is this a traditional English trifle? And um, and um, made with, like, eggplants or made with, like, meat? And Rachel's like, me. And she's like, oh, no, I can't I'm eat it. I'm a vegetarian. It. I'm a vegetarian. I can't possibly eat it. And then, like, um, Monica brings it into the bathroom. The Gellers bring it into the bedroom. Monica, the bedroom. Mm-hmm. So um, everybody gets out of it. But I like Joey like makes the rounds and eats all of it because he's like, "What's not to like? There's you know, there's lady fingers. There's like meat. Like it's great." Mm-hmm. Um, but he's yeah. literally the only one. So. It does sound uh, pretty horrible. Yeah. This is the funniest part of the episode. Like the the other kind of plot line is Monica and Chandler are now living together. And um, she tells Chandler that her parents don't like him. And it turns out that the reason is because Ross got high and told them that uh, and his parents smelled it. And they, he told his parents that it was Chandler and that Chandler jumped out of the window. And so they've like hated him ever since. Um, so now, um, now Monica's told, uh, Ross that he like has to come clean and tell the truth about it. Um, which is pretty funny. Like I could totally see Ross's parents believing him because they could never imagine their sweet little innocent Ross doing anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole episode, like Chandler's like really, really trying to get like the Gellers to like him and it's just not like he's really overcompensating and he's really like you know being a real hot mess and it just keeps getting worse and worse and eventually monica tattles on uh ross where which Mm -hmm. turns into a whole like back and forth like tattling um and yes tea I love when they do this. They do this multiple times on the show where it's like everybody's just spilling all the tea. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So I I forget. I just I remember like Monica broke like the swing and um, I I don't know. Joey wants to leave. Phoebe is obsessed with Jacques Cousteau because she had like she had a dream about Jack and uh, the Monica and Ross's dad. And then she had fallen asleep during Thanksgiving and had a nap and dreamt about Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. And so she's like obsessed with him. Yeah. Yeah. So like Joey wants to leave because his new hot roommate is um, having Thanksgiving with like dancer friends. So Ross doesn't want to really be there and Joey doesn't really want to be there, but they're stuck because I mean – once again, Monica's making a really nice dinner for everybody. And it's the first Thanksgiving that, you know, she's living with um, Chandler and dating seriously. So mm-hmm. um, she wants like everybody to be there. But so, yeah, um, basically, you know, chaos ensues. Uh, Mrs. Geller's just like, 
you know, calls them all out. And Mm -hmm. um, ultimately they decide that they love Chandler because he is the only one in the world that would put up both with Ross as a best friend and with Monica as a significant other. So thank God for Chandler. Yeah. Um, so personally, I, I love this episode. I think the trifle bit is what makes me crack up the most. Yeah. I just think I always think of that line. Yeah. Yeah. The like, it tastes like feet line kills me. So, um, so I guess we can start from the bottom. So do you have it as better than the one with the list? Yes. I do as well. Better than the one with the football. Yes. I do as well. Better than, uh, the one with Chandler in a box. Yes. I do too. And then the one with um this first one, the one where underdog gets away. Yes. Okay. And then no, I'm saying the first like season one, not the first, not the top. I'm saying, yeah, anyway. Um, and then okay, so do you have it better than the one with the Thanksgiving flashbacks? Yes. No, I'm just joking. Oh my no. god, I was seriously gonna punch you. <laughs> We've been so no. brutal. No, I think I agree. Like, I love the original one, but I do think that, like, the trifle bit just kills me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I have that um, underneath the one with flashbacks. Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. So we're on the same page then. Um, okay, so next episode was uh, season seven, episode eight, the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. What a freak. I know, I know. Like this episode <laughs> is just yeah. ugh, I know. We are dog lovers, so that's like an issue for us. And then the other like plot line is like Rachel likes her assistant tag and like he just broke up with his girlfriend, so she wants to like hit on him or whatever. Um and that's a whole issue. Obviously Chandler doesn't like dogs. My favorite part of the episode though is when Chandler tries to get the rest of the gang to like name all 50 states in 6 minutes or less. Yeah, this is a fun game. This is something that I remember in high school with my friends doing like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, it, Chandler says it's really hard to name all states. Um, Monica forgot 14. Phoebe, why does Phoebe rank celery? Whatever. Um, she just gets bored of it. It makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joey has 56, which is just it's such a Joey thing. Yeah. Um, Rachel does really, really well with 48. Yeah. So um, you and I, you had challenged me to complete this uh, list yes. in six minutes. And we are now to um, embarrass ourselves with the results. Um, knowing you, I'm sure you did uh, a much better than me and uh, B. Uh, a perfect score so i um i'm notoriously terrible at geography so i'll start there but i will say that i did get all 50 states in three minutes and 10 seconds you're such now (laughs) okay so i'll let you reveal your score and then i will reveal how i did it you're just obnoxious. Like, you're <laughs> such, like, a little, like, shit-eating grin, like, right now if you saw her. She's like, I did it in three minutes and 50 <laughs> you, dude. Like, what kind of fucking setup is this? I told you that I didn't want to do this. And you're like, oh, I, like, Sarah, just give it a go. And I said to her, I, I was like... I was like, number one, they write it. And she's like, oh, well, I did it on the computer. Well, I typed it, but I typed out all the words instead of just using the, like, initials, which they probably did. Okay, so then it's fair. They wrote it out. So, uh, 
It's a setup. It's always a setup, guys. She always does Listen, this to be like, I'm, I'm so much smarter. I'm such a better student. I suck at geography. It's all bullshit. She always does this to make me look like an idiot. I'm done with it. Listen, I am. So I thought it. I wouldn't. So over I, it. I thought that I wasn't going to get all 50 because I'm terrible at geography. And I challenged you to it before I even did it, to be fair. I challenged you before I even did it. But I'll tell you the way that I did it. And it's not it's not like cheating. It's just like the way I remember the states is from a song that I learned in elementary school. So like I can play you part of the song and then like, I mean, you could hear it. That's cheating, Jessica. That's not cheating. That's That's part of That's how I remember them. What do you want me to do? I didn't look at a map. Forget it. Forget the song. I can't forget the song. Forget the song. That's cheating. That's not cheating. Well, you why don't you say how you did first and then I could play part of the song. I got 41 states, so I forgot nine. Do you know what you're like? Did you look them up after? I forgot um Idaho, Nevada, Arkansas, Mississippi, Minnesota, Iowa. Delaware, Wyoming, Nebraska. So just mostly red states. Honestly, then who cares? <laughs> um, so how did so tell me about your song, Jess? I would love to hear. Okay, I'm going to play it. The only problem is that I might not be able to stop it. So if I need to cut out part of it in post, I will. Yeah, and like it's so convenient that you magically have the clip of the song. Like I pulled it up after I found it online after I did uh it. Yeah, not like you probably listened to the song right before you did the list. Also, to be fair, this song I did miss one state. It, when I did the song in my head and it was Mississippi. But here is the Why is song. Mississippi so hard? Okay. Let me I don't know. Okay, I think you get the gist. <laughs> Horrible, stupid, but I hate it. It really is, but they go in alphabetical order. And so like from there, I just went back and found what I was missing. And I was like, I don't know, there's something there. And then I realized it was part of the song that I messed up. But anyway, I learned that song when I was in elementary school. But the one thing it didn't teach me was the capitals, which probably would have been helpful to learn. But I don't know the capitals of most of the states. So you can roast me there if you'd like, because mm-hmm. that's a gap in my knowledge. Okay, whatever. I don't I mean I'm not gonna fight with you. Like you're a good friend of mine. I just think it's cheating, but you that I know a song? I, what are we supposed to do? Forget the song? I literally yes. Um so all of our beloved listeners, please tweet at us and let us know if you think Jessica is cheating and a brown noser. So yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm definitely a brown noser, but I didn't cheat. I'm like kind of mad. So also, I want to know how people did, too. If people did do this, like if you want to stop down, put six minutes on your timer and try to do all 50 states, that would be fun to hear feedback on. Yeah, I would love to hear how you all did better than. Yep. (laughs) That sounds like a lot of fun. So um, other storyline besides that, Phoebe is um, has this dog that she's dog sitting named Clunkers, which I actually really like Clunkers. So cute. Such a cute cute name. name. I like Clunkers. And the dog is cute, too. Very cute. 
Um, so Clunkers is staying. Uh, he's been there, or she's been there for a few days. And Chandler claims that he is allergic to dogs, but it's not true because... The dog's been there for a few days and turns out uh, Chandler admits that he hates dogs. And that is why he claims that he's allergic to them and can't be near dogs because they're jumpy and they can't be trusted. Yeah, I hate the storyline. Like, I understand it. And like, I feel like there are more there's more than one time where uh, Chandler says he doesn't like dogs. It just like. I don't know it's fine it just doesn't really do anything for me i think it's cute that like phoebe sneaks one in yeah. i don't really care for the rachel and tag no, storyline weird it's a little weird so like she likes her assistant who is very cute and she wants to ask him out but doesn't yeah. know if it's appropriate because they just broke up like uh tag and like his girlfriend just broke up um, she decides yeah. to go for it, and as she was admitting it, um, he realizes that his car is getting stolen, <laughs> yeah. and um, then Rachel is, like, beating herself up for over it. Yeah. And um, he comes back. He says that he's he's attracted to her as well, and they have a kiss. Yeah, and it's, like, kind of problematic as well because she's, like, his boss, so it's not really okay, but – um, I did pull one other funny clip from this um, episode, which, like, I feel like does get referenced a decent amount. Okay. Um, so here it is. All right, Rach, the big question is, does he like you? Right? Because if he doesn't like you, this is all a moo point. Huh. A moo point? Yeah. It's like a cow's opinion. It just doesn't matter. It's Moo. Have I been living with him for too long or did that all just make sense? Yeah, that is an iconic line. I think it does get repeated. Um, probably the best line in the whole episode. Yeah, I, I just love the Moo point. I think that's like one of the highlights for me of this episode, which kind of says like my feelings on it overall, I think. <laughs> it's like a cow's opinion. It doesn't it's, matter. It's Moo. Um, okay, so in ranking this, so we'll start at the bottom and move up. So um, for the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs, do you have it above the one with the list? I do. Okay, see, I don't. <laughs> so, okay, so this is the dealio. I have, like, a hard time with this because it is my second to the last. Um, so my 9 okay. out of 10. So you have it right above the one on the list. The right above. And the reason is, like, we're ranking the best Thanksgiving episode of Friends. In general, if this is, let's, let's rank all the episodes of Friends. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, the list goes above um, the one with Chandler hates dogs. Because I like that episode better as an episode. Mm -hmm. But this is the best Thanksgiving episode of Friends. So I have okay, a so hard time saying... That this is a better Thanksgiving episode of Friends when Thanksgiving was mentioned twice in the list. And that's that's the argument that I have. Okay, so yeah. See, for me, I was ranking them as episodes regardless of like how much Thanksgiving was included. And I like yeah. the list better than I like okay. this episode. So I agree with you. Like I had a hard time with this and that was kind of my debate. I just like felt as though... Like, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Like, you know, I hope you're enjoying your turkey. Like, this is a Thanksgiving special episode. But 
you've been kind to me. I'll be kind to you. I agree with you. That is a better episode. It's just not a better Thanksgiving episode. And I think that these two are probably going to be sitting at the bottom for a while. So honestly, it's just like, it doesn't really matter. I think it's close. I think it's close for the reasons you said, because one is more Thanksgiving-y than the other one is. But personally, I just think that this one has like less interesting plot lines. It's not as funny. Like, even though we don't like what Ross did in the list, I still think it's a better episode overall. I agree. Um, It is a better episode. Yeah. Okay. So we'll leave it there. Um, We'll leave it at the bottom below the list. Um, So moving on, we are like getting down to it. We are up to season eight, episode nine, the one with the rumor. And this one features Brad Pitt, who Jennifer Aniston was dating at the time. Yeah. Um, he was rocking his uh bleach oh my blonde gosh. highlights. <laughs> That's <laughs> love it. Yeah. So um Monica shares that she will not be cooking a full Thanksgiving meal this time around. Or no, she will, but not a full turkey. Because essentially, um, well, Rachel's pregnant in this episode with um, Emma. Mm-hmm. And um, so she has an aversion to poultry. Phoebe's still a vegetarian, of course. Um, and she invited uh, Brad Pitt, whose name is Will, um, who's a high school buddy of like Ross's and I guess right. her over and he just got like a full body transformation and he's uh, not eating turkey um so for health reasons which i thought healthy like is turkey healthy turkey's a pretty lean meat um i don't know i don't know why he's not eating it maybe he just feels like it's a slippery slope uh i guess so then what is thanksgiving what's he coming to eat there then i don't know probably a salad i don't know okay well then why are you invited you're right. This is like when um, Ross and Monica's parents get annoyed because they invite Chandler over who doesn't eat Thanksgiving foods. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do you expect? It's like, yeah. don't invite them over then. So, yeah. um, so, which is, I guess, upsetting to people. And also, like, Chandler and Phoebe, like, totally bail out on helping because uh, they suck and they pretend to watch a football game. Yeah. Um. So long story short, like Joey is very insistent on having his Thanksgiving turkey and he promises to eat the entire turkey. This is ridiculous, but I love seeing him in Phoebe's um, pregnancy pants. Yeah. That is like hilarious. And like ugly, ugly uh, maternity pants. They're hideous. Oh, they're terrible. And then, yeah, so basically Will was like co-owner or co-creator of the I Hate Rachel Green Club, which Ross also created because he was like deeply, deeply in love with Rachel and she didn't give him the time of day. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole time like um, Will's there, he's like giving Rachel death stares, but she doesn't remember him like at all. Yeah, she thinks he's like sexy. So that's funny. And like then you find out that like Ross made out with like the school's 50 year old librarian. Like you find out that again, this was made in late 90s early 2000s and apparently when rachel was in high school will had started a rumor about rachel that like she had what they called a teeny weeny quote unquote which is like again not good like these people were in high school when they were in like the 80s so take that for what you will but um yeah so basically then rachel finds that out there was this whole rumor about her and like 
Will and Ross had had a club against her and everything. And they started it together. And it like it really apparently affected Rachel's dating life and mm-hmm. like it made it around schools and like even Chandler heard about it that she was the like, you know, hermaphrodite like cheerleader or whatever. Yeah. Like it like made the rounds. It was a, a nasty rumor that like really like had some grounds. And even Monica thought that perhaps it could be true because she heard about it but never told Rachel like Rachel right. didn't know about this rumor um but Monica didn't want to bring it up to Rachel because she thought that her her feelings if um it was true and that she might um share a, a piece oh yeah Ugh, um yeah. if uh she if she got so upset about it so yeah like bad yeah. move, bad friend move by Monica. Monica's typically a pretty good friend. But. Yeah, not agree. I did. I do love like the guest star of, of Brad Pitt. Like I think this episode is hilarious. Like the fact that like Rachel thinks he's so hot and he like hates her. He hates this her. entire episode yeah. is so no, funny. This is a funny episode. Like yeah, it's like a little like not like um politically correct. No, but I no. thought that it was a. It's a funny episode. It doesn't hold up fully to 2020 standards, but no. I. I think that it's still a funny episode. I think that it's funny knowing that they were dating or married in real life and they mm-hmm. got to be on set together and film these like hostile like scenes together. I think that the thought of that is really fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's, you know, Ross's rumor is like a true rumor. He really did make out with the 50 year old librarian. Yeah, and he's like, oh, she looked young. It was in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and like that turned out to be true. And I think it was like referenced in a different episode, like later yes. on. Yeah. Um, no, this is, it's a good episode. I think just to like cut all suspense, I think it's definitely better than the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. Um, oh, I obviously God. have it above the one with the list. It's a lot more Thanksgiving-y than that episode. Um, do you have it above both of those? I do. I have it above the list and have it above the one. With- okay. So then the next one it would have to compete with is the one with the football. I have um, it below. Below that. I think I would agree with that. I think that for me, the one with all the football is a bit more nostalgic than the one with the rumor. And I do think the one with the rumor is funny. Um. I mean, but I would it's not a bad episode, honestly. Like, they're, I mean, the creme de la creme of uh, episodes of Friends episodes or Thanksgiving episodes for a reason. So, like, there's not really, like, a bad one in the, yeah. in the group. But, yeah, it's um definitely under the one with the football for me. Okay, same. So, um, moving on to season, let's see, season nine, episode eight, the one with Rachel's other sister, which stars Christina Applegate. Oh, I love Christina Applegate. Um, it was fun seeing her. I mean, if we quickly rank uh, Rachel's sisters, Jill over Amy, I think I still like Reese Witherspoon over Christina Applegate. So Jill over Amy, but it's always fun seeing Rachel's sisters. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I think I like um I think I like uh, Reese Witherspoon better. But yeah, so basically, obviously, Rachel and Ross have Emma by now, um, because she was pregnant last Thanksgiving, and um. <laughs> Amy shows up out of the blue, like basically yeah. crashes the whole yeah. thing. And, and all she wants she, is a hair strainer. 
Yeah, and she gets super offended that like Ross and um, Rachel tell her that if uh, they were to die, that she's not going to get Emma, or as uh, Jill likes to say, Emily constantly, or Emmett, because at first <laughs> she thought it was a boy. Like she hasn't been there. Like when Rachel gave birth, she didn't. Visit. Yeah, first time she met Emma, um, she's just like not around, and she's you know this. Her sister is like you know kind of what rachel could have been in a way like yeah she doesn't have a lot of responsibility she's dating married men yep. she doesn't seem to have like a stable career like she says that she's a decorator but i think that her only job was decorating um their dad's office mm-hmm. so um decorators are not uh real good they're not it's not a real job anyway i'm joking <laughs> it's literally my career but um, yeah and i think like i do think this is like silly and i do i really like this the storyline but for me the my favorite storyline of the episode is monica with the china because i think it's hilarious to me that she like has these plates that she like only wants to use in special situations like if the queen comes over yeah so wedding china. I mean, are you pro wedding china? Are you uh not into wedding china? So I just got married and obviously I I mean I did not register for China. I don't see the purpose to be honest. Like I I get having nicer like plates and stuff if you were to have um like guests over. Obviously right now we're not hosting a lot of people at our house. Mm-hmm. Um but I honestly don't have the space for it, even if I wanted it. And um, I wouldn't be like Monica and like never use it because I'm more of a practical person. Like if I'm going to have it, I'm going to use it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that it is uh, nice to have. I do. I have inherited um, my Bubby's Fine China. So I have that. I have um some other fine china that i've inherited so i have heaps of fine china is it anything like it's not really a style that i would want like i wish that i had fine china like uh that i would actually like want to use but yeah. when i do get married i probably will not be registering for fine china because why do i need four sets of fine china i totally don't yeah um so uh, throughout this episode, Amy gets uh, invited to dinner, um, and yes, they discuss that Amy will not be getting the baby. If any, <laughs> if they die, who will be getting the baby is Monica and Chandler. But if Monica dies, then Chandler will not be getting to the baby. Then the baby will be going to the Geller. So everyone is very upset. About this is ridiculous. Who gets the baby? Like, I completely agree with Chandler here that, like, I understand. I get, okay, I guess I understand that let's pretend the order of deaths is that, like, Monica dies first and then Rachel and Ross die. Yes. I guess I maybe understand not giving Emma to Chandler. But if Ross and Rachel die and Emma goes to Chandler and Monica and then Monica dies. You can't just then uproot Emma. Yeah, I know. I know. I think that in their ideal world, they would want two parents uh, taking care of Emma. Um, And I guess they do not see Chandler as a good single father at that time. But once again, this is 
Chandler's kind of biggest insecurities because I think that they're talking about trying to have their own child. Right. And, you know, Chandler's not fully convinced that he's going to be a good father. And they kind of just like, you know, got um, into Chandler's head a little bit. He starts like doubting um, his abilities to be a father. Luckily, at the end of it, he kind of like hones everybody in and they're like, you're right, Chandler. Like you would be a good father, like good skills um uh yeah. you take it back you can have the baby if you die and monica dies so uh that was nice and i i guess amy is like do i get the baby after chandler dies and <laughs> the, parents, the grandparents die like amy's never getting the kid ever, why does ever, amy ever. want the kid she doesn't even care it's about the kid just, it's just for the sake of saying that like she's important enough to get it yeah it's I just, just think it's funny. That. Like, I do love how Chandler ends up being the disciplinarian with the plates. And then, of course, he ends up breaking them all. But um, I do think that part is funny, especially when you think, like, I'm hard-pressed to think of, like, more a more – there's, like, a lot of emotional moments in Friends. But to me, one of the most is, like, when Chandler and Monica are trying to – they're trying to adopt um, a baby – and um they end up lying because like they they got the wrong application or something and they think monica and chandler are like a reverend and like a doctor or something and they play along with it because they want a baby so badly and then of course they get caught and then monica leaves and chandler talks to the adoption person he's like listen I know that when a baby comes, I'll be a father, but my wife is already a mother. Like she already is ready and she can't, she can't have a baby. And like that part to me is like Chandler is a dad. Like he is fully, I mean, right now we're seeing him at like 50%, right? Mm-hmm. When by the time that episode rolls around, he's a hundred percent there. And like yeah. that, like, this is like, to me leading up to that moment. Yeah. Chandler has, um, I think that he's one of the characters that probably has grown the yeah. most throughout the series um probably by by keeps and bounds to be honest with you i don't think that anybody has made like a fully like like evolved as much as chandler did from episode one season one to the last episode of I would say Rachel's the only one who can compete with him on that That's level. That's um, yes. We could talk about that when we get into like more of the feedback and kind of talk generally about the characters. But I would say, yeah, those two, I think, are the most that have that have mm-hmm. grown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much the gist of the episode. The only other yeah, little okay. aspect is like Phoebe yeah. is trying to teach Joey how to lie and he keeps talking about raccoons. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Joey is supposed to be at the Thanksgiving Day Parade for Days of mm-hmm. Our Lives and he forgot about it, um, which is stupid and ridiculous. But yeah. yeah but um, so yeah. as far as ranking, do you have this one above the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs? Yes. I do too. Do you have it above the one with the list? Yes. I do too. Do you have it above the one with the rumor? No. I do not either. Look at that agreement. Wow. Look at, Look at us. us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We don't fight all the time. Just some of the time. Just some of the time. Just some of the time. Um, All right. So on to our last episode. Season 10, episode 8. The one with the late Thanksgiving. Yeah. So this is our last episode. um, Thanksgiving episode of Friends. So very sad. 
so basically, uh, Ross and or excuse, Ross and Joey want to go to a hockey game, which they invite Chandler to. But Chandler's like, we won't get back in time for Monica's Thanksgiving. Of course, Ro- Ross and uh, Joey go anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, I don't know how I feel about this, but like Rachel and Phoebe, <gasps> like bring their kid to like a little. I guess it's like a baby pageant. It's a baby. It's a little baby pageant. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, the but like tri-state they're... areas, um, baby beauty pageant, and the in, in the prize is a thousand bucks, and you know Rachel gets has to get talked into. I don't know why Phoebe would be like very interested in bringing. Emma to a baby beauty pageant like I feel like it's a little off character for her but yeah um so I feel like it might have been something that like Rachel would have been into like in the earlier seasons if she had a baby back then so it's a little like left to center but it's like they they bring her to the baby pageant and Emma has like a little cowgirl outfit that she they stole off of Joey's cabbage patch doll (laughs) I do love that that (laughs) and she looks so cute and she winds up winning the thousand dollars that with a little trophy and um so but it's, you know, Monica and Chandler didn't want to host Thanksgiving anyway, and they mm-hmm. kind of like talked them into it because um, I think they're having like a rough time, right? Is that why they don't want to host? Yeah, they're they basically they're waiting to hear back from an adoption agency. Um, they put in their application, but it's been weeks and they haven't heard anything. Um, and I think they're kind of thinking this will be the last Thanksgiving, like with without a child and and all of that. And they're just really not up for it. Um, and then, so they finally do it and then everybody is late, Monica and Chandler. Yeah. And they're like furious. And I do like the image of like all four of them, like peeking their head in the the door. door. That was cute. I liked that. And Joey gets stuck. So they had to like grease him out. Um, they had to like turkey based his head. And so they finally like break the, like the chain on the door. They all crash into the apartment, like ruin everything. And then you think Monica is going to be so angry because she's a neat freak and for all these other reasons. But then turns out that they got a call from the adoption agency. They find out that they've been selected from with, from, uh, selected to, um, be the parents of a baby. So, like it's this huge emotional moment. Everybody's hugging, and this is so interesting. Coming just from last season, when you know we find out that like oh Chandler's kind of getting there in terms of being yeah. like a parental figure. Yeah, yeah. A year later, they're they're fully ready, and they want mm-hmm. their family, and they want to like move to the suburbs, some nonsense like that. Move out of that like fixed rent apartment, which is ridiculous. Never let go. Um, <laughs> I love that place. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought it was. I like this episode. I think that um, for it to be like our last hurrah, um, mm-hmm. I think it ends on a sweet note. I think that it ends on a note where a tenth, you know, ep- like season of Friends should be. Like this is the last season. They're like making. They're rearing up to close all these loose ends. Like, we wouldn't have an episode where the friends are having crazy dating stories or getting to shenanigans. They're in their 30s now. Like, they're ready to start families. Like, some of them have families. Um, yeah. So, they're, you know, we wouldn't have an episode where they're up to shenanigans because it just wouldn't make sense where they are in their lives. Um, 
doesn't, you know, you still get Chandler. I mean, you still get Joey and Ross doing their like dumb things. They probably shouldn't have gone to the Rangers game, but those tickets were good. You can't, you can't deny that they were good. And then, um, yeah. And then I don't know that I like the baby beauty pageant. I think it's, I think Emma looked adorable. Um, yeah. is it a top tier episode? Uh, no, but yeah, I think is it bad? I would say, I would say no. The ending like redeems it for me, but like, I mean, we could talk about the ranking here. Like I, I have it above the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. I do think it's better than that one mm-hmm. um, by a little bit. Then we have the one yeah. with the list. <sighs> to me, it's tough because like you were saying before, the list isn't exactly Thanksgiving-y. I think maybe the sentimental moment moves it slightly above the list, but I could also put it below the list depending on like mm. what your thoughts are. Um, I think it should be above the list. It's okay. not the it's the list is not a Thanksgiving episode. It's I'm hard because it's a good episode of Friends. Down. Okay, so but do you agree that it can't go higher than um than that? I mean, I think initially I did have it higher, but I think that after really talking out the other episodes and getting excited and talking about all the fun times that we had with all the yeah. other episodes and all the funny lines, like. There that you don't really have that. So I kind of talked myself out of it being higher. So I think okay. it deserves its spot in um uh, what is this eighth place? Yeah, eighth. So I'll go through I'll yeah. go through the whole rankings now because now we're done. All right, now we're done. So from top to bottom. So in first place we have season five, episode eight, the one with the Thanksgiving flashbacks. Uh, number two is season six, episode nine, the one where Ross got high. Uh, next is season one, episode nine, the one where underdog gets away. Fourth is season four, episode eight, the one where, uh, with Chandler in a box. Fifth is season three, episode nine, the one with the football. Uh, sixth is season eight, episode nine, the one with the rumor. Seventh is season nine, episode eight, the one with Rachel's other sister. Uh, eighth is season 10, episode eight, the one with the late Thanksgiving. Ninth is season two, episode eight, the one with the list. And last place is season seven, episode eight, the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. And you feel good about this, right? I feel pretty good. I oh, think no, you in, don't feel good. <laughs> no, I think I think in my original rankings, I I think I had the one with the football a little bit higher. And that's like the main difference. And then the list, I think after having talked through it like i'd rank that episode as a better episode but being that it's not very thanksgiving i understand it's low placement yeah you gotta understand why we're here (laughs) why are we here (laughs) i don't know um okay so um let's move swiftly on so we had talked about talking i mean we could do this pretty quickly we have we took screenshots of rachel's outfits in all 10 episodes because in our um normal weekly podcast where we talk about boy meets world we have an award card award called the rachel green award which celebrates the character with the most 90s outfit um, based off of Rachel Green's character in Friends. So, yeah. Are we doing the most 90s outfit or just like what we like the best? I think we should, I think just what we like the best of okay, these cool. outfits. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. So out of, and then obviously the one with the flashback, I took, um, I took snapshots of all her outfits because she has three different ones just because I think the flashback outfits are really fun. Yeah. Um, I love the flashback so. outfits, but they're so not how 90s, do you- they're 80s. 
So. No, they're not. They're 80. So how do you want to do it? Do you want to just say which one we liked the most? Do you want? Yeah. Okay. Maybe our two favorites and our two least favorites. What do you okay. think? Okay. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Um. Okay. So for um, my first favorite, I have to say I do love her season 10 outfit. Um, I don't know if it's because it's the most modern, but she's wearing like a dark denim. She's wearing a black like short sleeve almost sweater looking thing and then underneath she has like a I don't know it's not a polo shirt it's almost like a long sleeve tee but it's like cuffed at the tip of the sleeve and she does have a side bang which is very 2004 um I I had that my second to last (gasps) no kidding that's funny I don't like like it it. I don't think that's very fashionable I don't think that it's very cute for Rachel I think that she uh, looks like um, a Pam Beasley secretary. Like, <laughs> I'm not feeling it at all. I don't. Okay, think that's cute. fine. All right. Yeah. So, what's one of your favorites? Because maybe we'll agree. My, my f- number one favorite is season two's look, where season she. Two. Oh yes, yeah. same. I, I that was almost the one I said. So she has her hair in a low bun with her like bangs out. She's wearing like a silvery gray turtleneck. That's tucked into some black jeans and she just looks good. She looks really pretty. Yeah. I love the turtleneck on her and I love the hairstyle. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but I love how there's like, cause it's like a, it's like a twisted bun in the back and uh, then yeah, it has yeah. like a, like a piece like slipped out in the front. And I also yeah. love her makeup and this lip color on yeah. her. It's yeah, like a, like a dusty rose lip color maybe. Maybe a little yeah. bit darker, a little bit more brown. Um, yeah, I also love that that epi- that um that outfit. Um, okay, so for my other favorite outfit, this is gonna be controversial, but like I honestly don't care. I love Rachel's outfit in the season three episode where they play football because she is wearing sweatpants with a drawstring. She's wearing like a long um black uh long sleeved t shirt, and then over top she's wearing like a green t shirt tucked in, and she's wearing a backwards baseball cap, and her hair is in braids, and I I really love it. Yeah, she looks cute. Like it's not it's not like the best thing I've ever seen, but she does look cute. Yeah, this is like casual, very casual for Rachel Green. And I do love her hair color in this season. I I think that Jennifer Aniston looks beautiful with red hair. I wouldn't call it red, but sure. Well, it's like an auburn. Mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, I love like all of season five's looks. Um, I do love the first look that you pulled with the red sweater with like the little like the tassel things. Feather. Ugh, like, I hate those. I thought she looked cute. <laughs> um, I love her uh, 80s outfits, all of them, uh, whether it be her with like pink sweater with the shoulder pads mm-hmm. or the little like business suit with like the shiny shit on it. I, I liked all of those looks. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm a fan. Yeah, of, I do think the 80s season. ones are fun. Um, the one that I like, there's two that I don't really like and they're season seven and season eight. Season seven, she's wearing like a long like um it's like a long black shirt that's kind of yeah. cropped yeah, and then are. her skirt is like a pleather yeah horrible. that like goes past her knee and i think she's wearing boots with it as well it's a weird it's very like too much black like she needs a color and she needs to like chop like 12 inches off that skirt 
Yeah, and her hair is short and it's not very Rachel-y. I don't like this look either. No, good. I'm glad we agree. And season eight is when she's she's like pregnant, but she's not like super pregnant. And it's like it's like a cami with like a sheer long sleeve cover. Horrible. Her hair, I will say. Beautiful. I love the hair. I love curly hair. I think it's beautiful. And then she's wearing like a black pants. I don't know. They're they're not denim. They're just necklace. Hate this outfit. Yeah. It's terrible. Good. I'm glad we agree. I do love Um, season nine's outfit as like an honorable mention. Because Jennifer Aniston has a very nice caboose. She has a nice caboose though. And they hug them in the nice way. I do love a turtleneck on her though. I would say my honorable mention is season one because you get prime the Rachel hair. Okay. I will agree that I love the Rachel hair. The outfit's black on black on black. It's whatever. But the hair is iconic. It's the Rachel. Yes. So, um, I mean, you can't go wrong. It, like, got popularized all over America. Everybody wanted the Rachel. So Mm -hmm. you can't knock it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And if you guys had any opinions on Rachel's outfits, definitely let us know. We just thought that would be fun because we do have the Rachel Green Award. Um, so let's get into some feedback. I would say of all of the feedback that we got, the most common feedback revolved around Ross as a character. Um, and I think just like he's a controversial character. I think a lot of people point to kind of like toxic masculinity when they talk about him obviously his jealousy with Rachel and the Mark situation there's just a lot of people who don't like Ross um so some of the feedback we got um Doc B Law on Twitter said I can't watch the show because of Ross sorry not sorry don't at me our friend JD said if anyone loves Ross they should be somehow blocked from the podcast um (laughs) And then we had on the opposite side, we did have Shut Up Tim, who said that um, Chandler and Monica are a good couple until they get married. Then they're boring AF, and he thinks that Ross is great. Um, He said he likes him because he's a sad sack. He prefers him post-breakup with Rachel. The early seasons are cringe, and he loves him on the keyboard. Um, So... um. My mom loves Ross. Mm-hmm. She like I asked her for her feedback. So this is the first time my mom has sent in feedback on the podcast. And she said that she loves the one where he whitens his teeth. She thinks it's hysterical. Oh, yeah, that's good. And specifically the episode I think that makes her laugh the most is when he has leather pants on a date and then he takes them off in the bathroom because he's sweating and he can't get them back up. (laughs) So he uses like lotion and powder and he like cannot get them back up. So she is like Ross is her absolute favorite, favorite character. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you like what is like what is your opinion on ross what's my relationship with ross so yes um so funnily enough my most quoted friends phrase is from the episode i don't know what episode this is you probably know but i think it's a season 10 episode where ross gets drunk and yes finds out that i think it what is it like rachel and joey are dating which is a horrible storyline don't even get me started on that um i we don't have time so um (laughs) so ross goes um uh, i'm fine he's like i'm fine i'm fine like fine and that is my most like quoted friends quote ever. I always say that, especially when I'm having like a mental breakdown. 
Um, and then uh, in the same episode, he goes margaritas. Yeah, um, margaritas. Which is also like those. That is probably like my most um, beloved uh, whole quote. So now, so th- that's number one. Number two, I am of the camp uh, that my favorite character in Harry Potter is Harry Potter. Now, people are not on my side, but <laughs> no, you're they're here. not. You're here to watch Harry Potter, and I know you say that the real relationship is um, Chandler and Monica, but that is not what was given to us. We are given from episode one that we are to stand um, and Ross ship and Rachel, yeah. Ross and Rachel. And I'm in that camp. That might be controversial. I don't really care. That's what we've been given. That's what the whole 10 seasons are about. You know, like you don't, like go into this not appreciating like the true like what this it's about friends but like what's really like you know one of the the biggest subplot is ross and rachel will they won't they are they going to get together at the end and they do and it starts from episode one and ends um at the last episode of episode 10 uh season 10 Mm -hmm. so I can't appreciate that without appreciating Ross. Now, do I like that Ross is wishy-washy? Absolutely not. Do I agree with what Ross does at times? No, he's a flawed character. But, you know, he gets there at the end. It's just that he is just not perfect. Um, And we don't want Ross to be perfect. We We like to laugh at Ross for being the idiot that he is. Um, so what's my relationship with Ross? Is he my favorite character? No. Is he my least favorite character? Actually, no, he's not. But um, so who is? I think that I get the least out of Joey. As okay, a character. that's not a surprise. I don't think that's a surprise like, for you to hear that. Yeah. No, like, I mean, do I appreciate the Joeyisms? Yes. <laughs> but like, he doesn't make me laugh like Chandler ever did or Phoebe ever did or even like Ross ever did. And I don't have that emotional connection that I do with Rachel and with Monica. So it's like jo- Joey just doesn't fill up a bucket that I'm to fill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I know that people hate Ross. I know that he, you know, does a lot of horrible, shitty things. But I feel like, you know, Ross is not our enemy. He's our friend that we need to handle with kids, kid gloves. And uh, I don't know that. I mean, at me, I don't care. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. I have a fiery side to me. So I'll fight you. (laughs) Yeah, I think that a lot of people hate on Ross. Like, it's not it's a very popular thing. People hate Ross. Like I had um a long and I've always been like not a defender of Ross. I'm more so a defender of David Schwimmer as Ross. Um because I think that he plays him with a level of comedy that is kind of unrivaled. Like and not only that, I had a very long conversation with Shannon Gus um today because Ross is her favorite friend of all the friends and so I said well you need to send in feedback because I know you feel strongly about this and I know you're going to send in good feedback so I'm not going to read all of it but I'm just going to read a few of Shannon's points most that I mostly agree with um 
she says he's the funniest friend. Uh, he has the greatest line to laugh ratio. She lists examples like you said, like I'm fine. Um, the spray tan, the leather pants, my sandwich. She says he's the most quotable, that he has the best performance of all the six uh, friends, that he drives the story the most. He goes through everything Rachel does and more. And a lot of the core story centers on him. Um like she does mention like his faults, which we all know, like, yes, they were on a break, but no, just because you're on a break doesn't mean you go sleep with somebody else the same night. You know, obviously that's not okay to do. Um, she <laughs> yeah. does mention his toxic masculinity and some of his interactions, um, but like that his heart is in the right place. She also ships him and Rachel. And I would say like, because after talking through this with Shannon quite a bit, I would say that like you have to think about where Ross comes from he's only yeah. been with one woman his entire life that woman cheats mm -hmm. on him with somebody else not only that but she cheats on him with a woman which I mean it shouldn't matter but to him it obviously it does because of like pride does, and ego it, and yeah, whatever yeah exactly but like people just expect him to move on and become friends with like Carol and Susan but like if Susan was a man like they wouldn't have expected that right oh, yeah, like they absolutely. wouldn't have expected him to move on from it so he has trust issues he obviously needs therapy and like yeah. <laughs> not only that but like then he's been in love with Rachel forever and it's just like constant back and forth and I always feel like he's just a romantic at heart who falls too quickly too easily for mm -hmm. these women and he marries them and he makes the wrong decision but he always his heart is always in the right place um so, and I do think, like, we had mentioned this before, like, growth, right? We think Chandler and Rachel probably grew the most of all the friends. Um, I would say the most static characters are probably, like, Joey, Phoebe, even Monica, to an extent, are pretty static. Ross, I think, does have a pretty significant growth. But I think one of the other things about Ross is he's one of the more unique characters, I think, mm -hmm. of the six. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, we related Monica to Annie because that's an easy comparison, you know, like there's always a dumb character like Joey, like I'd say Ross and Phoebe are probably and probably Chandler to an extent are the most unique most, of the six. Yeah. Chandler kind of reminds me of Ted Mosey a little bit um, from How I Met Your Mother. That's fair, but I do think or that maybe like Ross does. I think Ross and and, to and um, what's his face or what is his name? Um, Ted. Ted, yeah. I think they're more, I think I could see more them more like, but how I met your mother came after friends too. So that's, that's not fair to friends, but that's yeah. But yeah, that's just kind of my defense of Ross. Take it for what you will. Some people still will hate Ross, and that's fine. That's but fine. I want to ask too. So you have Joey at the bottom of your rankings, and who yeah. do you think I would have at the bottom of my rankings of the six? I think that you have no time for Phoebe's shenanigans. Oh, see, you're wrong. No, I do like Phoebe, but she's not at the top. Like for me, Phoebe's like she's fine and she's funny and I do love her, but uh -huh. she's not at the bottom for me. And I, so, I mean, do, I mean, would we go through this whole thing with you saying Ross is at the bottom? No, Ross is not okay. at the bottom for me. What about uh, a, I'm just going to guess everybody. Rachel? Yeah. No, Rachel's at the bottom for me. OK, this might be a hot take. I know a lot of people love Rachel. I just I know she grows a lot. Like we talked about this, her growth narrative, right? Like she she gets married. She has a baby. She like goes through these relationships. She learns to make it on her own and on and on and on. But I've always kind of viewed her more as like very self-interested um, and like just mm -hmm. kind of whiny at times. I think that would offend her. Probably, um, but that's fine. <laughs> I think that Rachel is 
I mean, I care about Rachel. Like, it's kind of like um, a Carrie Bradshaw situation. Like, everyone knows that Carrie Bradshaw is a, it's horrible. She's horrible. Yeah. She makes horrible decisions. She, like, you know, you uh, like, go, like, chooses the wrong men. She's, you know, focused on herself. Like, she buys mm-hmm. shoes instead of paying her rent. But, like, you love her or I love her for who she is and what she does and that she is our protagonist and like we want her to succeed and that's how I feel about Rachel like I want Rachel to be better and do better and have everything yeah. that she wants in life um and I I can't say that I dislike Rachel I I love Rachel for who she is I mean, here's the thing. Like, I don't hate Rachel. It's just of the six characters, I like her the least. I don't, I like, I say I like dislike her slightly, but I don't hate any of the characters. But did we have any other feedback you wanted to get into? I mean, where do we start? We've, I've been asking for emails and you finally provided me with emails. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, Talking about Rachel, um, this email is from Felipe. And he says his subject is Rachel deserves more respect. Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) Hi, friends. It's Felipe, a.k.a. Sarah's biggest stan. Oh. uh Uh-huh. I know. I know. Um, I think Rachel needs more respect as a comedic presence. Everybody talks about Chandler, Phoebe, and Joey, but no one ever discusses how Rachel is a silent joke machine, a bucket of laughs throughout the entire friend's tenure. Um, anyways, Phoebe is the best character. Don't at me. Love the pod. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Felipe. Happy Thanksgiving, Felipe. Um, so he's well, Felipe's not gonna be happy. Okay. No, so <laughs> Felipe, I do agree with you. Like, she does have funny moments. Is she like she's not like ha 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 laugh like out loud, like maybe some of the other ones, but she is um more subtle with her laughs and I can totally agree with that and I enjoy her on the show yeah I think I mean obviously all of the characters are gonna make somewhat funny I just don't think I laugh out loud as much at uh, with Rachel as I do with some of the other friends yeah so Um, this um next email is a little bit out of the box um okay we're we're gonna have to use our thinker So this is from Graham from the Bay, and he writes, um, his subject is Friends Thanksgiving Question. Is it possible to brand steal what the rest of the friends would look like if Monica actually went for Joey? Oh, interesting. Okay, so Monica and Joey are together. I assume he means like switch out Chandler for Joey and that Monica and and Joey get married. So where everybody else would be, would fall interesting okay so that's when like joey's moving in monica like hits on him if all of that happens so like let's pretend monica and joey get together joey probably moves in uh Um, yeah so that means that rachel probably never moves in right exactly rachel doesn't move in where does rachel go because she she probably just goes like moves back home like i don't yeah she's i think she gets married to barry and she like becomes part of the friends yeah, she's not part of the friends. She eventually gets divorced after she has a couple kids, I think. Yeah. yeah. So um, that could make sense. So 
Um, I think that Ross would still be divorced from Carol. Now, right. would he still get... What happens? Like, he goes to... Uh, he meets Julie because he's at some paleontology thing in a different country. In China. Right? Yeah. In China. So do you think that he would still get that opportunity if he never met Rachel? I think so. I think his career path is very similar regardless. So I don't he think probably that changes. meets Julie and stays with Julie. Right. Because Julie ends up with Russ, which is hilarious. Brendan Fitzpatrick <laughs> had sent in some feedback about that. Um, and I think that... I think Julie and Ross probably end up together. And probably um, are happy together. Yeah, they're probably all right. And then um, Chandler is living alone. That means if Joey is living with Monica. I'm I worried about if, Chandler. <laughs> I wonder if like eventually Phoebe and Chandler become roommates. That could be a fun dynamic. They could, they could be roommates. And they did have like a little rendezvous on the pool table, didn't they? That's Ross and Phoebe. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, big friends fan here. <laughs> no, but I don't the think biggest. they ever become – the closest they ever become like come to doing something is when they're trying to get Chandler and Monica to admit they're dating. And so Phoebe's trying to like seduce Chandler yeah, to get into Yeah, they never had it. chemistry. I don't see them no. being roommates long term. I think that Phoebe probably still winds up where she winds up. I think I'm worried about – I think I'm most worried <gasps> about Chandler in this scenario. I got it. Okay. What happened? I hear. I know what happens. Okay. So Chandler's looking for a roommate when Joey eventually moves in with Monica, right? So they're just sitting around and like he's looking for a roommate and he's like, what about a roommate named Mike? And Joey yells out Mike and in comes Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd becomes Chandler's roommate. Ooh, and then Phoebe. And then Phoebe, Phoebe. meets him. Okay. All I right. Love this. Oh, I like that. Still worried about Chandler. Well, because he's in love with Monica the whole time. Yeah. So I don't think that uh, Joey and Monica are uh, long lasting. So maybe like they wind up together ultimately anyway, Chandler and Monica, maybe. I think they have to. Yeah. But I love that question. Thank you so much, Graham. That was fun. Thank you. Um, We have more feedback. So thank you. Thank you. Um, so this is from Mr. Will Afferty. Um, he at first asked us to rank the friends, which we have done partially, but I can kind of do my quick ranking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say for me, Chandler's at the top, then Phoebe, then probably uh, Rachel for me, then Monica, then Ross. Then Joey. I would say Monica Chandler, um, Phoebe Ross, Joey Rachel, I think for me. But I think Phoebe and Ross are tight. I could I could flip them back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um his next question is would you go in an uncomfortable box for an extended period of time <laughs> in order to apologize to a good friend? Um absolutely yes, yes for me. Yeah. I course. would as well. Yeah. Um, if you ever played next question, if you ever played football on Thanksgiving, which friend would you be competitive like Ross or Monica, distracted by people on the sidelines like <laughs> Joey and Rachel, doing whatever it takes to win like Phoebe or Rachel, who's kind of just there? Um, I would kind of just be there like Rachel. I have zero athletic ability. I've shown no prowess in any sport that I've ever played. And honestly, I would prefer just going long and grabbing a pretzel. 
I would be one of the Gellers. <laughs> I know. I know. We have a Probably couple more Monica. questions. Do you want okay. more? Okay. Have you ever lied about an allergy just because you didn't like something? Um, I believe I probably have. One time um, I went on a Girl Scout trip. Okay, this is so not it. Okay. One time I went on a Girl Scout trip and I lied about being a vegetarian because I wanted people to think I was interesting and cool. And I didn't even make it the full trip without eating. Um, and I got called out for it. So um, more therapy, please. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I don't think I ever have. No. That's which so potato? Okay. We talked about this. I'm going to skip. Which potatoes are best? I like lumps. Yeah. I like whipped better. Okay. And lastly, what was your worst Thanksgiving? Is it as bad as Chandler's? I mean, Chandler's isn't that bad. I mean, Chandler's is bad. Like, he gets told his parents are getting divorced. Like, that's kind of scarring. Yeah. Um, I don't um, think I've really had, like, a terrible Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I have ops with Thanksgiving. I can't get on. Uh, I can't really get into it because it's more serious than it is funny. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, probably my worst one was when, like, I was dating a guy and, like, we had to go to, like, three different houses on Thanksgiving, which, like, is my least favorite thing, like, traveling all over the place. Mm-hmm. So Will's parents um, aren't local, so we just go to my parents. <laughs> um, and then the last thing, um, the last email I got is from um a friend, Michelle, and she did a beautiful job. She did her own rankings and why it's ranked that way and what the most memorable quote is. So I'm going to say what her least favorite is and her most favorite is in her rankings. Is okay. That okay. Yeah. Okay, so her number 10 worst is the one with the late uh, late Thanksgiving. What's oh, so memorable? the last one. The okay. last one. She says, uh, what's memorable? It's the last Thanksgiving episode as it is season 10. Monica um, find out that they got picked to adopt the baby and Monica, they, you know, it's just, it's just a Thanksgiving episode. Um, still a great episode, but it's not iconic. And her memorable quote is, don't you put words in people's mouths. You put turkey in people's mouths. <laughs> That's what Joey um, says. Uh, yeah, Joey says it. <laughs> so she just thinks that it's just not memorable and it's not iconic like okay. the rest of them. That's fair enough. And her number one favorite is um, the one where Ross got high. What's and um, so she says, what's not memorable? The infamous English trifle that Rachel makes with peas and onions. In this episode, Monica breaks the news to her parents that she's dating Chandler. Turns out they hate him. Um, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't mean to blah, blah, blah you, Michelle. Um, <laughs> it's just long winded. Um, she's my friend, guys. Like, she's like my best friend. So. <laughs> Um, Monica and Chandler want Ross to tell the truth, which leads to one of the greatest quotes. It's Thanksgiving, not truth day. Yeah. Um, Also revealed in telling the truth. Oh, Hurricane Gloria did not break the porch swing. Monica did. Uh, Why it's ranked number one, in her opinion, because the English trifle is iconic and Mm -hmm. the name of her friend's trivia team. Wow. What a dork. Um, That's her. That's her trivia team. It's called the English trifle. That's adorable. Okay. I love you that. guys. When you guys meet, you guys are going to be the best of friends. We're going to like just she's going to be the new podcast co-host and I'm just going to kick you off and we're going to be best. friends. I mean, truthfully, <laughs> I'm, that's not even a joke. Um, 
Also, Monica and Ross revealing the truth to the parents is so funny. And her memorable quote is, um, she, the, the clip that we played earlier is um, Rachel's explanation of what's in the trifle. trifle. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Shelly. Like, I really appreciate you sending us this very long email where you were very extensive and um, it's brilliant. I'm going to share it with, um, with Jessica after we finish the pod and she's going to love it. And you guys are going to become best friends and I'm going to lose my best podcasting co-host best friend and my real life best friend. It's going to be great. And um, I'm going to love it. There you go. Um, Um, Anything else from the feedback? We got so much feedback guys. I so appreciate it. Like it made us so happy seeing all of your responses. I mean, we got everything from like, why people hate Ross to wish Thanksgiving episode is the best to even Karen from Canada roasting um, American Thanksgiving. Um, so, <laughs> she says it's too close to Christmas. So she says it's too close to Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And basically uh, once again, us Americans are, she's sorry, but uh, we are dumb. <laughs> I mean, we can't do anything right. And also Karen, we didn't decide when Thanksgiving was going to be okay. Take that up with like, <laughs> Christopher Columbus and all his terrible things he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this was so much fun, Jessica. When we first talked about this, I was intimidated. I was sweating. I was scared. And I think that we had a brilliant time. Um, I think that I, I personally am proud of our rankings. I think that we exhibited compromise. We were passionate um, uh, and all everything in between. Yeah, I feel like this was a really fun time. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you're still listening like two hours and change into this podcast. I feel like this was like an extensive podcast, but like it was necessary that we kind of go into everything in detail. So let us know your rankings. Let us know your thoughts on all the characters at me about how wrong I am about Ross or Rachel. I don't care. That's fine. Um, We appreciate everybody sending in feedback. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, And you'll be hearing from us. Our next podcast will be about Boy Meets World. So keep listening to those. If you have any ideas for 90s podcasts, send those in at Mm -hmm. shit 90s pod, Twitter, Instagram, and shit 90s pod at gmail.com. And I think that's everything we got. Lots of exciting stuff coming for December. Looking forward. Um, And yeah, please like us, subscribe. Um, (laughs) Please like us. (laughs) I always think that I'm like a YouTuber. Um, Like like and subscribe and make a comment down below. Okay, no. What I mean is please go on iTunes and rate us a five-star review and make a comment and we'll read on the podcast and we will be so appreciative. Yes, we will. Yeah, I'm appreciative of you and Jessica. Um, I know that you hate being sappy, but what I am most thankful for in 2020, besides getting engaged after 13 years, is meeting you and starting Shit 90 Shows taught me. I am thankful for you and um, thankful that we founded this uh, show together. Yeah, that's so nice. No, me too. Besides getting married, I would say this is the second best thing that's happened. Jessica <laughs> hates it when I show an ounce of affection. So now she's going to like wash her eyes and her mouth out with soap. <laughs> I hope you guys have a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. I appreciate you all. Thankful for you all. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.